This episode is brought to you by Patreon, specifically the Comic Pop Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash comic pop and find out more about how you can keep the lights on here at Comic Pop. And don't worry, we've got plenty of fun rewards, including early access to videos and weekly updates about what's happening here at the studio. That's patreon.com slash comic pop. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. Mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police, but a crusade of the law. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Off the Rack. I'm Sal. I'm This is a comic book review show where we take books from the past week, recap them, review them, let you know what we thought about them, and then give you recommendations for books that are coming out this week we think you should pick up. We skipped last week. It was Labor Day, I think, right? That was the reason why we skipped it. literally it. was that we were, like, all on boards, and then it just didn't happen. No. But, like, a bunch of stuff that we read came out last week. Not as much came out this week. So depending on how things go, maybe we'll touch on some stuff we read last week. I think we should. Um, I I will actually jump in. Before we do, I wanted to say, of course, this show is sponsored by viewers like you. If you're watching the show live, guess what? You're a secret sponsor, but you didn't know it. All you got to do to sponsor the show is use Super Chats, ask a question, make a comment. We'll weave it into the show. Now you're the third member of the show. And uh, that proceed will go into the infrastructure that allows us to have cool things like curtains and stuff. Uh, So yeah, uh, I believe we had a couple already uh, before the show began including Brian Rollins, who says, like Superboy Prime, Off the Rack is back. I'm way more excited for you guys to cover. Uh, I'm way more excited for you guys over Prime, though. <laughs> Keep up the great work. Thank you, Brian. What is he talking about? What is he talking about? We'll find find out. out. Well, you probably read the, the description and see him in the thumbnail. But, well, uh, and Kevin Kruger says, I gotta go get ready for the hurricane. Oy vey. I'll see you later. Good <gasps> luck. Yeah, Stay that's right. safe. The Gulf uh, is gonna be hit again. So oh boy. Be careful, yeah. everyone. Uh, take care of yourself. Stay safe. That's like, right. It's so easy for us to say stay safe when we're in a situation where we are, but like, I mean it. Like, do what you can. Like, right, Do exactly. everything you can to yeah. keep yourself safe. Mm-hmm. Um, when you said secret sponsor, like literally now I just have the secret tunnel tune, but with secret sponsor instead. Well. Now that's in your head. Yeah. That's right. I passed the infection on to you. (laughs) So let's jump into some books. Uh, But before we do, of course, I wanted to also mention that uh, if you are not familiar with, uh, with this show, what we do is we just review some books technically we're trying to focus on like some of the biggest books of the week and also Trojan horse, a couple of fun, uh, independent comics out there as well uh, and if you'd like to watch more of us of course you can check out this lovely lady on twitch.tv slash comic pop Tuesdays and Sundays she's playing the Avengers game and uh, it's going pretty well how, do you, how are you enjoying it? I'm actually I am enjoying it quite a bit um, I definitely get the feeling that others have that where it's more fun with co-op and mm. multiplayer uh, elements but I'm just trying to get through the game and like like check out all the fun easter eggs as well as cameos that are showing up so it's neat it's, it's neat yeah like it's just you know taking a little bit of time to kind of get used to that like feeling of ultimate alliance but not play style of ultimate alliance you can't switch through your characters right you, just, right, you play right. the one person when you start the mission that's it you can't yeah, switch that's too bad but yeah so uh i also mentioned fallen angel xoo <gasps> with a big ass super chat thank you very much Holy fallen angel there's nothing to say just love you guys well thank you well, very much thank man. you thank you so uh, much for that support we are very very uh thankful for your generosity and yes. uh you know what? We're just going to take a second to say thank you. So thank you very much. Uh, there's a lot thank of books you. that came out this past week that we didn't get a chance to talk about. Really quick, I just want to say Empire Ended. Hooray! Uh, that's it. It's just like, and it ended. It ended. And it ended. It didn't end with the kind of thud that I'm sure many people would, you know, who, who have a vested interest in hyping up negativity would say. It was more like... No one really cared about the event when it started. Nobody really cared about the event when it was going. Mm-hmm. And then it ended. Uh, there are some fallout. 
elements from that that I'm very more excited about. Well, there's even uh, an issue called Fallout. Fallout, yeah. The Fantastic Four and yes. the Avengers Aftermath. Yes, I was like, exactly. ah, the alliteration books. Oh, ho, ho. you know they, they thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but I'm excited for the future of Marvel. And I got to tell you, like, I feel bad for ragging on Empire because Empire technically did a lot of things right. What did it do? Number one, not too many tie-ins. In fact, they scaled back the amount of tie-ins that they had originally solicited. Right, but they only did that because of a pandemic, not yes. out of choice. No, but they could have built their audience more. Like, they could have only gone greedy, but they didn't. That's true. Hopefully, they learned the correct lesson. Yes. Uh, for those of you who are wondering if you missed anything, you missed zero things from Empire. <laughs> uh, but uh, they, it, it came out on time. Mm -hmm. It had good writers and good art throughout the main series mm -hmm. and it was forgivably short six issues not bad right right it honestly strikes me more of a monsters unleashed style and level of event right like a reminder of the, the you know the big scale kind like, of stories here's an action adventure story here we go here's all the characters on the table right but like they build it in a different way than that, which I think is maybe where people are feeling like lukewarm about it because they build it as like such a huge, like kind of earth shattering type of thing. Yeah. It doesn't seem to have been like desired to be that in the first place. No. So no, it's more like a no road home kind of thing mm. uh, or, or a no surrender. Although yeah. I prefer either of those to this, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, empire happened and it's over and you don't have to worry about it anymore. That's it. Well, I mean, if you, if you like, you know, like, Hulkling. Yeah, no, that's true. You do have to worry about it. Well, <laughs> I don't think he's going to be getting a book anytime soon. But you know what I mean? But yeah, I mean, it's nice. You know, you got some representation. You got some 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 light shined on some of our yes. uh, favorite Young Avengers characters. Yes, and like status quo changes for characters that were seemingly completely undone by the end of it. Right. Which is like very much like in keeping with the idea of putting all your toys, like telling the story here is it's fun, and then we put them all back in the box. Yeah. Which for some people removes the stakes. Of course, it, it, it straight up does. <laughs> hey, here's Swordsman. Up, oh, never mind. Uh, also, deceased. Hope at World's End number nine came out. This is the digital exclusive series that is a kind of like in between chapter that's taking place before things go real bad and deceased. Right. The first story. Mm -hmm. um, it's fine. It's cool. It's fun. Watch Talia and Superman argue argue uh you know it's it's a, it's a fun book the art is fine uh but it, you know it's nothing to write home about it's just that if you can't get enough deceased you, you can't go wrong with a hope at world's end you know where it's going but it also is a great opportunity for taylor to say like here are a couple of characters you may have forgotten about or here's a couple of little like deeper insights i didn't get a chance to do because by the way when deceased came out trim great read you know focused on a few characters the big ones, mm -hmm. you know, get rid of a couple of them, but give them big moments. And you're like, yes, I am so on board. And then he's like, here's a bunch of tie-in series <laughs> that give you more depth and understanding of everything about yeah. it, which works so well. You'd think it just would be this like this, this desperate, greedy, hungry cash grab. And maybe it is, but it also d delivers on a satisfying, cohesive story. Right. And of course it has the same narrative vision because it's written by the same guy. Right, right, Not right. Not bad. Speaking uh, of Taylor, last week, uh, the new Black Label uh, Hellblazer, well, yes, Hellblazer book came out, uh, Hellblazer Rise and Fall. Um, a lot of folk are in on this. They're excited. Um, it's by Tom Taylor with art by Derek Robertson of you know the, boys. the Boys. Yep. Um, I read it. It's a fine story. For me, personally, hold on, everybody. Here comes an opinion. <gasps> um, it felt like Constantine Light 
a yeah. little bit, which is so funny to say that because you have Derek Robertson yeah. from The Boys. And it's a black label book. Do, it should be a like and a really not, envelope pushing title. And not to say there isn't like violence and gore and all that. You're going to find that all in there. It just read a little bit more like a like, hey, have you never read Hellblazer before? This could maybe be like a like get to know John, but like it didn't, didn't have that grit the, well, that, that like almost filth that like other series have had for John. Well, especially because it's on the heels of another Hellblazer right. book that's happening at the exact same right. time with a different imprint no, it's, that is allowed to do whatever it wants, just like Black Label. Well, it is also a Black Label because it's under that now. Is cause it? Because Sandman Universe got couched underneath. Did it? Did they put Sandman Universe? Because I thought that was, I, I know it was yes. Vertigo yeah, and then I thought it was Sandman. No, because there's like so many, Yeah. like there's a lot of labeling on those books. I know. Um, but um, what I don't want you to do necessarily, and I'm trying hard not to as well, is not to compare the two. There should be room in this world for two Hellblazer comics to be happening at the same time. One has been unceremoniously ended. This one is coming out. It is only, I think, three or four issues. Yep. So it's going to be completed. It's fine. If you're a Tom Taylor fan and you had interest in John, this might be a gateway for you. I'm just saying, like, I felt like it didn't have the teeth I was expecting. Yeah. So that's it. Right, right. It's too bad that Spurrier's Hellblazer didn't get the oversized format. I was I, like literally seeing this, I was like, damn, there are a couple of printing issues for me with this. There are a couple of missteps. There's a big two page splash and a lot of the that point crease. of it, it's right in the fold there. And that's like, rough. that's just, that's unfortunate. Cause it's like, it's not something you can do anything about because you don't want to, you don't crease anything. And even if you did, you wouldn't be able to see them. So yeah, it's just a couple of little printing missteps here and there. Agreed. Uh, also Black Widow launched with a new title because of course there was supposed to be a movie coming out at the exact same time, but they couldn't <laughs> wait anymore. And they're like, here's your damn Black Widow book. Yeah. Uh, this is from Kelly Thompson, I believe with uh, art by, I want to get this right because the art is the unsung hero of this issue. For sure. Um, let's see, it's probably at the end. Yes, it is. Elena Casagrande. Yeah. Uh, this is, by the way, I picked the J. Scott Campbell variant for two reasons. One, it was the only one available. I thought this was the Adam Hughes one. No, that's J. Scott Campbell. Okay. But Adam that Hughes had sense. the prime co cover. That's why I'm thinking of that. It's so obvious that like the main cover of this book was the background. And then they just grabbed a PNG of either Adam Hughes or J. Scott Campbell. And we're like, there! Yeah. Because the Adam Hughes cover actually looks less cohesive than the Campbell cover, which is the variant. Yeah, because she's like in the shape of the black I widow. I know. Like symbol. And I love there. Adam Hughes' work, so I have no complaints about it. Yeah. But like you pointed out actually originally, you were like, what's up with that cover? Yeah, like my issue was, I was like, the cover's there and then they put her on, and I get it, it's a selling point. That was she's, the... She's an attractive young lady mm -hmm. who can also kick your ass. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're going to put her on the cover. She's a main selling point. But there's totally a, a, a an individual cover behind her yeah. as well. Um, I had fun with this book. Me too. Uh, you know, Thompson has a, a way with words. I dig it, but you're right. The art for me, I was like so impressed yes. with so much of this art. Um, I just really liked the look of it. Like, you know, Elena's ability to capture emotion in faces and like mm -hmm. a static image is yes. great. Her motion's really good. Yep. And like, honestly, like her backgrounds are, are really excellent. It's too bad. Because I, know. I also, because I saw Casagrande posted this double page splash on Twitter and it was in the lead up to the series. And if you get a chance to see it in just black and white with inks, it is spectacular. It's an mm -hmm. incredible sequence that is just 
coated in color. Yeah. Now, I know they were going for a theme, and in fact, like, there's a moment where a character, another character shows up. It's, it's Hawkeye. Hawkeye shoots an arrow through it. And you're yep. like, oh, and they punctuate that by, like, having disparate colors. But it's red and purple, and purple's in the red family. Yep. So it's like... It's kind of lost, and the red is just so red. Yeah, it, it's just it just covers. It's like yeah. someone like just threw a bucket of paint. No, it is. It. There's just not enough like tonal differences. That's right. Like, they didn't do any like they didn't do enough highlighting on it. And you know what? It could have also been. It could have just been. It seemed like it was going to be okay, but it didn't turn well, out that way. But, like a, they didn't push it enough. There's a great moment where uh, Natasha's thrown out a window. And that, I think, was sold pretty well in terms of it's, color. Oh, no, no. The coloring for most of the book, I thought was pretty confident. Yeah, it's, it's just, just too bad. Because that, that double-page splash, you know that was like... I know. That was their, I you know, know Rachmaninoff's. But, and like, like, they're definitely, like, they nailed a lot of, like, the darker panels. Like, it all, it, it does, it looks good. The story's it, fun. I think it's very approachable. Yeah. Um, they do that thing in this book that you saw, if you saw um, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, and I'm sure in a bunch of other films, where she's got the shoes on. And then she takes them off at some point so yeah. she can do the action sequence. Mm -hmm. Like, I was like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, that was pretty Explains fun. the heels. Like, exactly. the whole thing. Like, it's just fun. It's, you know, it is it a little tropey? Sure. Like, we're doing they, the, like, memory loss thing? Fine. Yeah. But, like, she is a spy living in a comic book world. So I'm willing to give it another issue, especially if the art remains as consistent. Yes. And so, I, I also should say... Uh, Black Widow's had a couple of really solid series over the last 10 years. Yeah. Like you have the Edmonton series, mm -hmm. you have the Wade series with Samney and you have this. Yeah. And it's like, those are big heels to fill. Uh, but I should mention that like, they're all different feeling yeah. books with the same character. And that's kind of cool. It that, is like, this didn't just try to do right. what they did with the Phil Noto looking book. Or what they did with the Samney book. Yeah, it's interesting. It's like, in theory, a character really should have some certain consistencies along the way. And she does. Yeah, But she, she is, is the kind of character that, like, she lives many lives. Right. You know what I mean? And so, like, that's kind of cool. Agreed. So I just wanted to say, like, that's a pretty cool title that came out. Yeah. Uh, you also, I, I, everyone's been talking about this title, and you've been hyping up Boom's ability to to compete with Image J Boom, with a couple of Boom's really terrific titles. Legitimately, right now, like the place I'm going for most of my indie at this moment, just because of the titles that like I'm gravitating towards right now. Yeah. Another statement cover or statement titled comic has come out from Boom. Just gonna talk about it briefly. Uh, it's we only find them when they're dead. Uh, by Al Ewing with art by uh, Simone DeMeo. Ah. Uh, art looks great. Story's kind of cool. If you dig sci-fi, you might dig this. I'm going to say it's probably more sci-fantasy. Ah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it has less that hard-hitting sci-fi. More of a Star yeah. Wars than a Star more Trek. More of a Star Wars than a Star Trek-ish in a way. Like they're, you know, the idea is that like uh, Earth was screwed. And so, like, they traveled out beyond the stars. What a and, leap. And inevitably, they found, you're right, they found the floating, like, husk or body of a god. Cool. And they turn to mining them. And it becomes, like, almost like a land rush every time they discover one. Like, all these ships show up uh -huh. and they have to make their claims so on what like they the want. So it's like the gold rush of the Kind of, of the West. but, like, it happens every time. That's cool. And, like, we focus on one particular ship. We, we actually focus earlier on their, like, family mm -hmm. prior to that. Like, as a child he was on a ship with his parents who were doing this and now as an adult he's doing it as well and much like the title says they're trying to find one when they're not they right. want to I was going to say does anyone want to ask like why these gods are dying yeah, our main character does that's cool um so there's a lot of like legal happening in this but like not too too much it's like it gives you those stakes yeah. for like why wouldn't you just go exploring well cuz there's something stopping you right um Al Ewing's doing a, a really bang up job like 
introducing these characters, building this world in a way that's like fun and like really makes you want to know more without yeah. it feeling like he didn't put enough in. The art is really great looking. It's super colorful. Yeah. It just like really... Reminds me of those like Netflix anime series. Like, uh, yeah, like... yeah. It has like a very like kinetic styling to it, which helps because there's a lot of like space action yeah. happening. But like, I mean, look at these colors. Come on, come yeah. on. That's how you do color. Yeah, no, for <laughs> real. Um, So I do recommend this. This is going to be another one of my like pickups that I'll be grabbing it's each three month. Three boom books. Three boom books. Right now I'm doing Something is Killing the Children, Once in Future, and we only find them when they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, but I, so wanted to I just wanted to, yeah, I got to sneak that in there. Al Ewing, you're doing great, man. Yep. <laughs> uh, last week I read Amazing Spider-Man number 48 from Nick Spencer and Mark Bagley. It's more of the Sin's Rising story arc. Uh, Sin Eater has his sights pl- trained on Norman Osborn, who's of course in charge of the Ravencroft Institute. Mm-hmm. I kind of missed a lot of that. Okay. Um, earlier it's just the uh, the ascension of norman osborne becoming the head of the ravencroft institute they really don't like ravencroft was a thing in the 90s and then like throughout they just kind of a lot of writers forgot about it or couldn't care less and then eventually somebody remembered and they made that ravencroft series that i'd yeah, read yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of other fun stuff and i was like oh cool and i, I, I like this idea for Osborne, if you're going to introduce him. Mm-hmm. So that was neat. And then you have, of course, like Sin Eater is like, I'm going to take your sins because you're the Green Goblin and you killed a teenage girl off a bridge and all this other crap. So like, let's shoot you with my magic shotgun that doesn't kill you, but instead takes away your sins and makes you a different person. <laughs> and it's like, that is basically Spider-Man's dilemma is him like dealing with uh, whether he should save norman osborne from the scene eater well you know he's like there's got to be something messed up about this and every other it can't just be that you're a villain but every other spider character is like just let scene eater shoot norman osborne with his magic shotgun and he's like this is why having all these spider characters is stupid and so it's like they're all going to team up to fight spider-man uh one of the big things i should say about this issue is the fact that mark bagley has not missed a step and that seeing mark bagley on a mainstay Spider-Man title without ultimate in the title. <laughs> like I am more excited about this than Ryan Otley doing Spider-Man at this point. Well, I knew to be fair, you I, are, I, you're a Bagley fan. I am a Bagley fan. I'm not like the biggest Bagley fan, but I did appreciate ultimate when it happened. I loved Bagley's art. I think his art was some of the stuff that kept me as a fan in the nineties. But as uh, if, if you follow his career, if you follow his career, you'll see like he, tends to reinvent himself or at the very least adapt and, and refine his style. Right. And it's just like, there's something positively nostalgic, but also like equally professional, current, mm, contemporary about okay. this book. That's like, I, I this is who should be drawing this freaking series. Like that. And of course, Patrick Gleason. I saw Patrick Gleason has a cover for Spider-Man versus Green Goblin coming mm-hmm. out. And like, it's good. Like, okay. It's just cool, uh, but like this is the kind of stuff I want to be seeing. Right. It was just really nice. It was just a fun book to to. It was a fun book, but it was made more fun with Bagley's art in it. Mm-hmm. That okay. was really cool. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that happened last week, and I want to mention that. Right. Uh, before we move on, I wanted to mention the Denton Films secret sponsor. Secret sponsor through the super chat. <laughs> secret, 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 secret sponsor. Yeah. 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 <laughs> love the channel keep up the great work and hashtag save hellblazer yes no for reals she order that trade folks yeah pre-order it it. yeah uh james c helping us out thank you very much james james uh yaheen alam says thoughts on the casting for kang and ant-man 3 also does this necessarily mean they'll race swap reed richards because they're their connection number one absolutely not there is virtually no connection between kang and reed richards uh and two 
wait, 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 wait. You're going to just launch into this. We're not going to talk about the fact that it's like really one is anyone else like low key being like they're doing Kang. No. What, what did, what, what, I've been pitching Kang forever. What did forever. Joel send them like $10,000 on the sly? I was like, <laughs> Kang. <laughs> no, I love <laughs> Kang. And I love the idea of Kang being in the MCU as long as they don't friggin' kill him. Sure, fine. But, but you, know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm just like, Kang? No, I'm I'm all, I'm 100% on board. And I think Ant-Man's a perfect place for him to be put in. Fine. Because Ant-Man's the reason why time travel has been introduced into the MCU. Mm-hmm. And I love the idea that Kang shows up. And he's like, you're the reason why people are mucking around in time? Why Avengers are in time? Sure. It's you. You're lame. That's why I came to you first. I'm gonna kill you. Well, I like Kang more than Mojo, so fine. Right. Mojo, were, we we pitched a Mojo movie, and that's how you get your Fox X Men in there. By want, the way, I don't, I don't want that. I know, but only because <laughs> yeah. you think he's gross. I do. I'm sorry. I promise you, if they ever put Mojo in the MCU, they will never make him look like he does in the comics and like, X Men cartoon. He'll be like Hot Lobo. No, 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 no. <laughs> he'll be like he Hot will, Mojo. No, he will look Hot Mojo. <laughs> he will look like an internet troll. Is what he'll look like. He will look like either. No, you know who he'll look like? Harvey Weinstein. No, uh, but yeah, no, I, I don't think they're going to make Reed Richards black because there is a like tangential, easy to explain away connection between him and Kang. Um, even if they did, that's fine. I don't care. I just want to see the Fantastic Four do it. But uh, but do it right. But do it right. Don't just like, don't rush it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Don't sit on it too long. No, but, please. Come on. But don't rush it like the like good on them for not just like knee jerk reacting and like adding things into Endgame. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right. No. Uh, Tardis Man 85, Empire's greater than Death Metal. At least Empire has brevity. Uh, there's a lot of opinions about Death Metal. And I've seen a lot. Like, the, fun- the funny thing is, Empire sold pretty bad. And Death Metal keeps selling. Mm-hmm. And yet, every time it sells and a new issue comes out, I hear people going like, this this book sucks. And I'm just, and it's like... I am only using the most extreme example because I don't think that everyone thinks it sucks. I certainly don't think it sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a lot of people are just kind of like lukewarm at like in the most like complimentary sense. No, no, it's true. I got to say though. It's burnout. I think, yeah, I think for sure. But like I, it's interesting to have these two things happening seemingly almost simultaneously mm-hmm. because I think for people, it, it honestly gave them something that they could like over the they other. They could do both. You know, you can do well, both. That's but like thing. also yeah. it's like, you might like one more than the other, just due to your own taste. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or you might just be like, I'm so done with events. Like I'm just over it. Like I know personally, I'm finding a lot of my joy in smaller stories right now. And I think it's just like you said, it's a little bit of burnout. Like not that I'm not finding moments in other like bigger books that I'm not like enjoying, but like more of the joy I'm getting out of story is coming elsewhere. Agreed. Uh, Rab L, I bought the only, we only find them when they're dead. Just from the cover art, it can, looks so cool. Can I get that cover one more time? Of course, time yeah, because it is. This a is, this is, by the way, cover. this is how you do like big text on a cover really, really well because it's like, it's bold, it's beautiful. You have a little art behind it, and, and then you actually it. have art in the dead. Like, yeah. it's just, it's just really well done. Yep. Boom's doing a good job. Yeah, I don't hi, know who the editor. Hi, Boom. Yeah, I don't know who the editor in chief of Boom is, I see but you. Uh, whatever you're doing is you, Navi style. Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Well, it's colorful. Yeah. You can't help but think of Avatar. I just want to know who's in charge. Ooh, logo designer Scott Newman. They they had a logo designer. That's Yay, nice. Scott. Yeah. Actually, I like their 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 credits page. Simple. Anyway. Yeah. Solid solid cover there. Right. 
Eric Harbour, um, maybe. Oh, so, uh, yeah. Um, Troy Harness says, So I finished all the Spencer Spider-Man run on Marvel Unlimited. It's crazy that I'm 25 and now older than Peter Parker. To me, he should be older. He is straight up not 25. If you're reading that book and they say he's 24 or something like that, it's full of shit. No, he is at minimum 28. He's like a hard he 24. Sh- he should be 34. He's got them spider miles. Yes, yes he does. <laughs> Cindy spider miles. No, he should be 34. Yeah. He Marvel would love for you to think he's 22 or something. You know what it is? You can make him that age, and it's not a big deal. You can make him like in older. This, like uh, he could be 29. He could be his late 20s, early 30s. Not a problem because of how like well received Miles is. Like Miles is such a great emissary for like young that, that youthful feel. I'm yeah. not even saying young readers because anyone could enjoy. That's that. true. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that the average age people who read Ultimate Spider-Man was not. Peter Parker's but, but age that time. it can be, and it, and it can give you that connection, but, like, you have that youth there. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Can I can I grab that real quick before we, like, move on? No, that one. Of um, course. Just, like, last week. Yeah, we've got to talk about this I, one. I don't really know how much to talk about this because it's you just, don't like, spoil it I don't anything, want to spoil but... this. Talk about consistency. <sighs> yes. Like, this book is consistent across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, Freaking, like... Like yes, this this book's called Strange Adventures, and like seemingly you're like it's gonna be all about Adam Strange, but it's not just about him. No. And like Strange Adventures uh, is like a very clever play on words in a way. Yes, because it's like a secret Mister Terrific book. Yes, but it's also like they are on a strange adventure. They are. Like, yeah. Everything, all the adventures that have happened to Adam Strange are seemingly strange. There's something off with them. What's going on? I don't know. Um, clearly, uh, Alana has like her own. Is that correct? Hmm? Is her, yeah, Alana. Yeah. I was like, because that's that's a uh, saga. That's, right. I was like, Alana. Yeah. Is it both? Can it be? Yeah. Yes. Alana. There's a lot more to her character. There's a lot more going on. And like, I, literally, I feel like every time we peel away like a little bit of like the onion that that she is, it's just like we're like there's just more there. Yes. Like there's just more. Yep. To go on. Um. It. It's just an excellent series. It just uh, is. Jared's and Shaner's blend of art styles between yeah. the two. It's seamless because they have such disparate art styles, but at the same time, like you don't even necessarily notice so the I, switch. I feel like personally, as we are going through the issues, that their art styles are starting to like mesh a little more and yes. i think that as we're learning more of the truth of things it takes off the veneer yeah that like shaner's art is going to start to reflect jared's a little bit more i don't know that for sure and i'd really have to go back and grab those other issues but that's just what it feels like certainly right now. and we're by the way we're only five issues deep we're not, into even, this we're not 12 even halfway issue through series. we're not even halfway through and like i'm so glad we're not because i this feels like it's well paced enough that like you can wait month to month i can but also the mystery i think is going to be unraveled at the appropriate pace where it feels really satisfactory at the end absolutely let's hope let's 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 hope the future tiffany can also talk about yes (laughs) but king knows how to tell a 12 issue series yeah he said he said so much um like time doing this and like practice agreed uh authentic apathy did you hear that they cast kang the conqueror in mcu ps love you i love you too authentic apathy i've heard reports that suggested i haven't seen an official thing but i can speculate and because we're in a drought of any exciting like movie news lately particularly in the comic book world uh i think people are just so excited to hear anything new from the mcu they're like kang yes Yeah, yeah yeah um i'm on board uh if if it's true if they're in i'm on board if not Okay, they can always just wait because Kang's a great character to use yeah. uh, down the line, regardless of whether it's being used in Ant-Man 3 or not. I'm, I'm fine either way. 
they can't do worse than ghosts. Uh, Saud Althani, uh, she was great, but like, just, there was nothing there. It was so frustrating because well, she could have been interesting and she was not. No, sure. Um, I, I don't know. It didn't, it didn't really bother me, but like, I'm really there. I'm, I'm really just there for Ant-Man. Right. And the, and like that, that. Well, and Wasp. And Wasp. But you know what I mean? Like with those characters. Yes. Like the villain at times for me can just like, it's just there to. You know what it is? It's just because they keep killing them. I know. Like when they introduce Ghost, I I'm like, know. oh cool, a new villain that they can like not kill. And then they didn't know. kill, but like still she was boring. <laughs> and I'm like, damn it. Well, maybe they plan on doing more. Yeah. So. Yeah, Ghost can team up with Abomination and uh but you know what i mean and red like, skull you know what i mean like within especially the ant-man yeah like no no, no situation I'm... like she can crop up no problem again. exactly yeah so, that's kind of just cool. by the virtual nature of her powers mm -hmm. uh sad <laughs> althani uh no mojo please no mojo please also good day to you too thank good you very day much and, hi and high five high five no mojo i love mojo <laughs> i think that's a great idea mojo no mojo mojo no mojo <laughs> <laughs> dini dude seven boom strategy has been amazing lately bringing in top tier writers and promoting the hell out of their books decorum and something's killing children are books i love right now yes yeah and decorum is image but um right i think so yes <laughs> But like, and not that image can't have its game, like as no, well. No, but like, it's just boom, literally like sideswiped me. And boom, also you you hit the nail you you hit the nail right on the head there, uh, Dini dude. Where yeah. it's like, yeah, no, boom is actually properly advertising their books mm -hmm. in a way that DC, Marvel, Image, Dark Horse, IDW no, doesn't. It's true, but they just need to make sure they are careful in the number that they're publishing because I think that's like, I love images variety because I feel like image in particular gives people who've never tried a comic book before an opportunity to find something, a genre that fits them. Yeah. Like there's just so many different styles of books that come out of image Agreed. in particular, but because there are so many books, it's hard for people who embrace indie to like really help out some of their favorite creators because if they're not writing a book they're really super interested it's like eh, i want it right now yeah um so like boom right now is like i think a really nice sized publishing library they're putting out i agree um but i'm also i also want them to do more but like i, I want everything to be just solid and yeah yeah take your time so don't make... overwhelm your editor right exactly <laughs> don't don't take this sudden success yeah as like an like a marching order to just crowd your stuff yeah yeah, yeah. uh so I also wanted to mention, I think we are good with Super Chat, so we can actually talk about books again. Uh, Batman number 98 came out last week as well. Sure, can I, would you mind if I took this for no, a no, 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 I'm so sorry, everybody. No, that's all right. I went professional. <laughs> so, uh, Batman number 98 came out, and this was one of those, uh, one, like, the, the second to last issue, and I want to talk a little bit more about Batman when we get to the recommendations, but when we do, uh, I will talk more about, like, the direction of this series and, you know, Jorge Jimenez and all that stuff. But uh, but this issue in particular highlighted some of the strengths and I think a little bit of the weaknesses in the Jorge Jimenez juggernaut that has... Uh, is everything okay? Yeah, yeah, no, it was, it was actually stupid. Oh, great. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Batman number 98, of yeah. course, from uh, James Tynion IV, art by Jorge Jimenez. Mm -hmm. uh, Jorge Jimenez brought us punchline we get the uh round two of punchline versus harley mm -hmm. uh we also got uh the kind of like spiritual return of alfred for a minute uh and we got a couple of like interesting art moments that i think we should really talk about yeah because we because you and i talked about it irrespective of a show and i thought yeah. oh that's probably something people would like to hear right, well because if you could imagine we don't just do this 
for this. No, like, I just we this. we actually read and like comics. <laughs> but I mean, like we have conversations, and someone's like, "Oh, we gotta say that. Yeah, save it. Save it for the show. We'll right. do it for the show. No, <laughs> occasionally we do. Sometimes that. we do do that. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, uh, essentially that's all that happens is Batman comes back. Yeah, uh, and so he's ready to fight, which I think he did twice in this series or in this story arc already, where mm-hmm. he's like, "I'm gonna fight now," and it's like, "Dude, you're at nine, you have two more issues left." Yeah. Fine. Uh, but yeah, there's a couple of like standout moments that I think were awesome slash eh. Yes. Uh, let's talk about those because that's really the the unsung sure. thing to talk about with this series because uh, everyone loves Jorge Jimenez's art, myself included, yourself included. I do. Uh, and he's done some incredible shit. He has. This issue looks pretty good. <laughs> but it there does. are a couple of things that I was like, eh. No, there's definitely some really spectacular, like, stuff in here. Like, you know, Jimenez is a really great way of, like, drawing the form. Like, yes. male-female form. Like, really... Yeah, I, I surprisingly love his Harley. Yeah. No, she looks great. Like, And, like, the action's good. Like, it's just solid all around. And then there were definitely some things here where I was like, oh. Yeah. That was a weird... It was a weird choice. And that's It's not bad art. It was a weird choice. Yes. But For he's me. earned his... <laughs> he's earned his right to be like... I'm gonna try this. Yeah. Meh. Uh, was it was it the Alfred sequence? Yeah. So the Alfred sequence for me, like I thought that was sweet and like I and I've been hungry for it again. I like, haven't. Like, like I get that sequence <laughs> quite a bit. Like I understand why that sequence is there. Like that sequence is like if you've ever lost somebody, like that's the sequence you wish you could have. You wish your brain would provide that for you, that closure, that that need for that like final conversation that you may or may not have had the opportunity to have. Yeah. So like I get that. I love that. And I thought it was nicely done. Like I like the whole tea thing. Like it's cute because it's like this is an opportunity for us to see Batman as Bruce. Yes. As like a, he reverts almost to being a young boy in a way, Agreed. like you know, like his father figure is there, and like he's obviously when he's Batman, sometimes he gives Alfred a hard time, whatever. But like this is like in the confines of his own mind, and like in that those confines, what he needs is, is like his dad. Yes, and like I think that's really cool, right? Yeah. What I didn't like was him and his choice of like when Alfred is yelling at him, the like ferocity and like anger at which it, like that he's depicted in his facial features right which like, like his... i guess don't forget it's not really alfred it's not but like you know it's supposed to be but there was <laughs> just something so jarring about it that yeah. like it kind of took me out of it and like the, the i don't know it just didn't feel right. it didn't feel like alfred and i, I mean yeah. like and on one hand you're supposed to you know you're supposed to be tricked into thinking yay alfred's back but also you're supposed to remember that he's not and that this is Bruce yelling at himself through Alfred. Right, but like it's so like jarring. Villainous. Yes. There's something villainous about it and there's nothing villainous behind it and it switches it off so quickly. Like again, it's a choice. Yeah. It's not poorly executed. Not at all. Like at all? No. It's just weird. Yeah. Um, I also want to uh, make sure we talk about the things that we did like about this sequence, particularly the coloring, mm-hmm. the the ethereal light imagery from this particular sequence yeah. was second to none. No, it's true. It's the kind of thing you picture. It's the kind of thing that like cinematographers, you know, kill themselves over. It's, yeah, it's something that you. It's hard to achieve when it's achieved correctly. And yep. It's 
it's just something incredible. Yeah. Uh, the thing that, of course, like hit the internet uh, was just clipped images of Batman kind of coming into his own and overpowering punchline. Uh, how oh, did you? Her toxin. Yeah, her toxin. Well, he also defeats her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, that's the big thing he had to get over. Yes, yes. Uh, but what did you think of the I'm Batman moment? I didn't. Did you think it was totally awesome or did you think it was kind of forced? I, it felt forced. So did I. Um, For me. And like, you know me like you know me i think the audience knows me in terms of like the books i've discussed and the things that like i that really strike me yes i really love when like the like you know dialogue or the onomatopoeia is incorporated into the imagery yes. I, I think it can be done so expertly yep i didn't have that reaction to no. this it didn't feel expertly done no it, it, it just felt a little obvious it's weird because i i've never seen it before well you know what I, and I, then i was like i guess there's a reason i've never seen i've it seen that before oh really not in a book that's the, oh, the logo. logo yeah 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 but i mean like in terms of like a comic panel no, no i've never seen yeah. that which which by the way like hey that's a gets for the cover you delivers art you've never seen before <laughs> delivers a batman you've never seen before right but like even the interaction where she says how's that not, that's not possible and he says i'm batman and it's like i understand that like because I'm Batman is like the answer to the impossible. Yeah. It just, it felt really out of place. Yeah. It almost felt, feels like Jimenez had this image in his head yeah. and they made the dialogue try to, it was just, it was just an odd choice. It was just an odd choice. But like, it doesn't make the book bad. And it doesn't make the art bad. Mm -hmm. It's just, there are a few bizarre choices in this. I would rather this be the logo for the book than a okay. sequence in this page. Yeah. 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 Like, because I think it's time to bring back the old logo of Batman being the logo. Mm. I just, I just think it's time for that. Yeah. Um, and of course, like this is the book where we finally get like, it, this is the book where James Tynan the fourth reveals. Oh yeah, that's right. James Tynan the fourth is writing this book where he's like, okay, you've had enough of Batman being a solo act time for James Tynan the fourth to bring out some Robins because that's what he wants to do. Because remember he wrote detective comics. Well, yeah. He loves the bat family. Yeah, no, he's bringing like the family's got to come back together. Which and, I'm like, fine with. And I think it works in terms of like what they're doing with Alfred and the messaging there that you're not alone. And you like, you, family. you stop pushing people away. And like what, you're supposed to, I think, get from the subtext of what he's talking about is that like, you lost me. And so now you're pushing everyone away because you don't want to feel this again. Yeah. You don't want this to happen again. Mm -hmm. And like, you need to grow up and accept the fact that you are going to feel things. And like, that's part of like being a person. Yeah. And you are, I know you surround yourself with gods, but you're still a person. Yeah. Um, I did like though, that like Catwoman is going to be bringing her own band together because it circles back to how they got into how this all in happened the with the designer. Yeah. <laughs> So it's like, again, I think there's some like strong things. It's like, wow, there's a writer working on this book. Yeah, yeah, no, I, there are some strong things happening. Like, so don't take us talking about like a couple of the weird decisions in the art in yeah. this book. Um, it's just like the book has, just, the book's been almost flawless the entire arc. Yeah. Despite the fact that it's an event no one asked for right, that you've right. seen a thousand times. And so when there are like odd decisions they stand out even more so against yeah. the goodness of the no, series it, it's true it's true and especially since like you know we haven't really seen alfred in the main bat title in a bit and so it was like oh there he is oh what what oh, oh okay right, no, yeah. we're good like literally just like one or two panels and like take those out and i'm like i'm uh, it's pretty solid yeah solid yeah 
but otherwise, good recommendation. I dig for sure. Uh, Patrick Lawson says I enjoy Tiffany playing Avengers more than myself. <laughs> I find glitches in that game that like I don't understand how I do them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Delape Fami says uh, Nightwing is finally back. Yay! Even the shot of him in Trinity Crisis was amazing. Can't wait to see him and Batman together in the next Batman issue. Agreed. Uh, we're going to talk more about that as mm-hmm. we go. But thank you very much for bringing it up because it is uh, it is worth bringing up. Yeah. Yahina Lam, hey Sal, looks like you and Joel pulled another Simpsons with Mark Wade returning to DC and potentially taking over Superman. Yep, been pitching that forever. I I expected it fully when they announced the DC fandom part two. Mm -hmm. They were like, his name was secret, was hidden. It was in there. And people were like, whoa, whoa, did I see Mark Wade in the list of all the creators? And then of course, like, you know, DC fandom part two came out to little acclaim, uh, much less recollection. And so, uh, you know, uh, we'll, I guess we'll just start revealing things uh, through the normal uh, news channels as opposed to just hoping that people will watch a curated uh, a la carte sampling of panels that were recorded over well, two months ago. Maybe what they'll do is they'll put them on their own YouTube channel after this, like release some of the panels. It's not a smart, that's not a bad idea. That's why I don't expect them to do it. Um, yeah. Hey, by the way, good luck. I hope he does a better job. Yeah, me too. Than your book? Yeah. Yeah, because Mark Which Wade on Which he had Dar- written before. Yeah, because he did. The Doctor's Not superbly. Out. It's a good book. It's a fun story. Um, but I was not a huge fan of mm-hmm. a lot of his run. Some of it, I was like, wow, this is good. Yeah. So hopefully you get the, wow, this is good. Yeah, me too. Me too. Because like he was amping up for me towards the end. So maybe that those juices are still flowing. Here's the thing. You know, the difference between Mark Wade on Doctor Strange versus ba- Mark Wade on Superman. Uh-huh. Uh, Mark Wade wrote Kingdom Come. Uh-huh. Mark Wade wrote Birthright, right. two undisputedly excellent series that have changed the genre and have informed people's understanding of that character. Sure. Mark Wade's never written Doctor Strange to any effectiveness. No, but I would say Kingdom Come is not an ongoing series. No, no. But Birthright <laughs> could have kept going. But you know what I mean? Uh, not ongoing series. No, so no, no. So we'll I, see. Well, that's the thing is that like, well, the reality is there's no such thing as an ongoing series anymore because like there's no way that DC is going to give Mark Wade 50 issues to tell Superman stories. He's going to do 12 to 14 before the book gets canceled, renumbered, and then they put a new creative team on the book. So like... The, the Mark Wade's only going to have like probably a year and a half worth of stories to tell okay. with Superman. But the fact is Mark Wade just doesn't get Dr. Strange. <laughs> and so he, no, he's, he's never, it's not like he's never let you down. No, like, I, know. I love Mark Wade Superman. For some reason he doesn't get Spider-Man. He can't do it. Right, I remember right. when house of M Spider-Man came out and I was like, of course, Mark <laughs> Wade gets Superman. He's going to do great with Spider-Man. I like this idea of like the house of M alternate reality for Peter Parker. Let's do it. Books dog shit. And I'm like, what the hell is happening? And it's just, that's the thing with Mark Wade is that yeah. like, if he doesn't care, if he's doing a paycheck or he's ha- handling a character he don't care about, you're going to get, eh, mm-hmm. you're going to get like, you're going to get Marvel what if kind of comics yeah, where it's yeah. like, oh, that was a story I read that technically I may have enjoyed because I don't remember hating it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the kind of stuff you're going to get from Mark Wade. He loves Superman. Okay. And he has something to say. Yeah, yeah. I and- just, like I said, like, I, I, I legitimately hope. Yeah, me, me too. If it, if it ends up happening, if it's in the cards and that's what he's put on, I hope thumbs up all around. Mark Wade's been wanting to write Superman for 20 years. 
So I expect him to have at least 20 years worth of story ready to go. Right. Well, what will he do with Rogelzar? Right. Rogelzar? I <laughs> genuinely believe Mark Wade has utter disdain for Rogelzar. We'll, we'll find if he ends up on the book, I guess we'll find out. I hope he doesn't do anything with him because I would love to one day write one one shot for DC in which we pants Rogelzar in continuity. And I want that chance because I don't think anyone hates Rogelzar more than I do. So <laughs> Let's jump into some books that actually came out this week. Yeah. Marauders number 12. Uh, I picked this up because I heard some good things about Marauders. Yeah, yeah. I missed the issue where they bring back Kitty Pride. Like, so Kitty Pride is back. You did and you didn't because right, this is like right afterwards. Yeah, but we missed the whole sequence where like they figured out that the issue, why they couldn't resurrect her was because of her phasing ability. Oh, okay. She had no mind. And so she didn't know to control her phasing. And so they basically just... So they, is, is that why they she wasn't allowed onto Krakoa? Or they still don't... Oh, they, from this issue, oh, they, they still don't really didn't get know. into that. They no, just, no, no, no. They just couldn't... They, they, the reason why they couldn't bring her back, Shaw expected that uh, the, the, the not allowed to be on Krakoa was correlated with their inability yeah, to resurrect her. seemingly it's like two different issues. It's two different issues. Yeah. Which I thought was cool. But yeah, like there were like 15 different things. Mm. Like there were 15 different attempts or something to bring back Kitty, which is why Shaw was like, whoo, right, right, worked right. out. Um, I wanted to also mention the creative team on this book before I actually uh, jump into it because I want to make sure that everybody gets their credit. For sure. Um, I, I will say here. her like look in this was like positively 70s. Uh, yeah, they want you to think that. They want to remind you of the, the Kitty Pride. Well, all the, every version of Kitty Pride that has existed. They want to remind you that. Yeah. Uh, it's a Jerry Duggan uh, writing with Matteo Lali on art. That's why I recognize the art. I was like, ah, Matteo Lali. Um, so yeah, uh, what'd you think of this? Um, I actually, I read it yeah. just because a lot of folk have been asking me, especially in my Twitch streams, like yeah, have you keeping up with Marauders. It's like, I really haven't been. No, me either. Um, but you know, it was, it was. I really hated this book. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you to feel like you can't speak freely. So I'll just, I'll, I'll take the extreme edition. I hated this. All right. So there were a lot of things that I, I enjoyed about it. Yes. Um, some things felt pretty forced. And yes. I, I was surprised to see that Jerry Duggan had written this Agreed. at times. It was like he was doing it at gunpoint. Right, like the ending part, I was like, this is a little silly, but like... <laughs> but look, and that's silly where it's like the person... Th it's like watching a 12-year-old put on a trench coat and sunglasses and they're going to do some Matrix moves in the backyard. Like they are convinced this is going to look awesome. And when you see the footage, it is not... She's like, I am going to get tatted up and it's going to say my new thing. And it's like, you think that's cooler than it is. And the fact that you think you're like, the fact that you think it's like you thinking you're hardcore and then going to a biker bar and being like, oh, shit. No, I know. Though, to be fair, a lot of Marauders has been Kitty making decisions like this. Kitty being not Kitty? Yeah. Well, right. she's Kate. I'm sorry. Kate. Right. Kate. Kate. Kate being like this, where it's like, and like, maybe, maybe, hear me out, folks. Mm -hmm. Maybe this is actually part of her character development right now because she feels, even though she's now she's on Krakoa and she's been on Krakoa. Right. But like. Maybe she's just trying to find her own identity now since she was seemingly, like, not allowed to hang out with everyone yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's what they're actually I, doing. I don't know. And I feel like it probably isn't. But, like, yeah, like, there were some cool interactions. Like, I liked 
See, her and Nightcrawler was a nice genuine nice. reaction. Like her, her interaction with Wolverine was super superficial. Like I, I was like really looking forward to seeing those two finally, like you know, reunite in kind of this way, and yeah. it just was very kind of like very shallow. Yeah, I did like the. So like, there's something like interesting about this book, and I don't know if it's like lazy yeah. or genius <laughs> so here listen like okay. it's, it's, ignoring the end part ignoring yeah, yeah. the tattoo yeah, throwing part, that away everything else on krakoa there's something about this where it's almost like completely fabricated yes. and weird and like it's almost like we're getting like kitty's interpretation of this because this is really her first time being a part of all of this in this in this capacity yeah. and like everything is over the top and like it, it, it's in excess and like at one point she and emma frost ride into a party on horses yes. and like it is just what you ever you think of of like somebody having a super rich person party is what we see here and i'm like that's either brilliant yes because it's like condemning this in a way where it's like this is so ridiculous look, look yeah, how so stupid opulent this is. and like upset yeah, yeah yeah you know what i mean or it's not but like i, I i'm hoping it is because i do have faith in jerry duggan mm -hmm. <laughs> jerry duggan is an excellent writer and there's no reason to suspect that he's a hack in any way yeah. this book just was not for me okay there are there the mo okay okay there's <laughs> there's a scene at the end of hawks yes where storm brings back the X-Men. Or uh -huh. when they, after they bring back the X-Men where she presents the mutants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's this whole ritual. Uh -huh. I assume they have to interrupt every meal to do this for every single character that gets resurrected. Where they're like, oh, this is, they're naked and here they are and it's so-and-so. And how do I know so-and-so? Because bleh. And it's like, it was a, and because it was either Pepe Larraz or R.B. Silva, I don't remember which one drew it. Uh, that art and that coloring and that, like the composition of those sequences are they are jarring. They make you think things and feel things at the same time. Uh huh. And whether you like it or not is entirely your your opinion. But like, it's epic. You can't deny how like it's like this is so and so. You know, like this is Jean Grey. She is my sister. How do I know you? And yeah, it's like yeah. here's a secret that I knew about you. But more than that, what is she mutant? Rah! And it's like this is a weird sex cult. I hate this. I like your raw because it's like Rah! yeah, it's like Black yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's like a canary cry. <laughs> but uh, it's just like when it happens in this. It feels super lame. I guess. Storm's like, hey, remember when I did this in the other book you like more? I'm doing it again. But Kitty can't be naked in this one, despite the fact that, like, clearly being naked is part of the ritual. Right. But Kitty's, and Kitty's like, hi, uh, what? Like, and her, but like, she's so on board. It's, it's just like, she's, she's four different Kitty prides. And so when we get this, like, big mutant sequence, she's like, I guess, yay. And then like only the people in attendance are the people that she saved and not like everyone from Krakoa. Well, maybe they don't do it all the time. I think they do. I, I, I think they have to see, do you know, it. What I time. took from this was that like they did it the first time like to prove to them that this works. Right, right. And so like this is just because Storm has a connection to Kate. And like she wanted to make it a big deal yeah. for her. And like Kate has a moment in this where she says like she's putting on airs essentially. Yes. And so like I didn't take her being weird as anything more than like, she's just trying to do what she thinks yeah. is happening on Krakoa. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, you missed the big scene where we brought back Wolverine, but like, trust me, it was cool. Let's do one for you. You know, it's just, I don't know. I, 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 every, there is nothing about this that interests me. 
or makes me want to read more. That's genuinely I mean, what my reaction to this book is, where she's like, Shaw, I'm your friend. And so, I'm like, I don't give a shit about this kind of thing. Like I've seen it a thousand times. You're setting it up so much. You think I'm like so on board for her getting revenge on Shaw, but I like genuinely don't care. See, now for me, I, I, I this brought me back to as someone who's not as familiar with the Hellfire Club in comics, historically speaking, yeah. and like all of their like many... Well, that's the thing is that I hate the Hellfire Club. I know. And that's where I was kind of going with this. But like knowing them, at least from the animated series, like I was like, okay, this kind of feels very much like that, where it's like, there's like, there's going to be intrigue and infighting and like, oh, she's going to get like revenge. But like, you know, it's going to be like, it's, it's going to be an intense game of chess. You yes. know what I mean? And like, I was like, that's kind of cool. Yeah. But that tattoo thing Ugh. is so like unnecessary it's for so me unnecessary. personally that it's I was so like, lame. It, like, it, I mean, here's the thing. It's not forever. She dies. Oh, I know. It just goes right out the window. Yeah. Who cares? Well, the, the, Maybe she can phase it off. I'm getting to move away from my ink. She probably can. The, the best... <laughs> she can phase it into his face. There you go. She'll punch him in the face with two fists and then phase them into his stupid face. So stupid. It's just so obvious. But, like, there is a sequence that I really liked and it was undercut by, like, the genuine just dis... Like, I just don't care, and I don't think it's really well executed. But, like, the scene where Nightcrawler, a devout Christian, gives Kitty her Star of David. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm having a major crisis of faith, but you're also kind of defined by your faith, and he and don't forget it. But and like, it's like this beautiful sequence that is. I really, really enjoy. Yeah. And, like... Her pacificity to it is kind of like weird. But like she doesn't know what Kurt's been going through. Like no, Kurt's but like, like giving her this thing back, he's like, oh yeah, cool, no, no, thanks. Like right. But she's got a lot going. On. Like she's I know like, she's got a lot in her head. But like it's just kind of like and, the, the the look on her face and the lack of a, like attention to it. Yeah, it's kind of like this kind of like. Cool, thanks. I don't really care about that crap anymore. I gotta go get tatted up, which is a very much a not Jewish thing to do, by the way. Like, that's the other thing that bothered me. Yeah. Was like, Nightcrawler being like, don't forget, like, being Jewish is a big part of your character. Yeah. And she's like, I'll put it on as a kind of quiet, symbolic gesture to say that I haven't forgotten my heritage. Now let me go get a tattoo on my hands. Right. I would say that, like, it's also, like, a reminder of a world beyond Krakoa. Yeah. Her giving, like, him giving her the Star of David back and right. just, like, a belief in something else that isn't just being resurrected right. and coming <laughs> well, back. Well, into and, like, your, what? yeah, into your fakey religion. Yeah. But, also, like, like, she sees something yeah. That like like isn't like we don't see it. Like she's like, oh, what was that? And like yeah. I wasn't sure if that was supposed to be like a Shaw thing or if it's like maybe unraveling the reason Krakoa doesn't want her there. It could be that. I thought it was Shaw, but I think you might be right. I think I think you're more right about that. I like, should point it's out. It's almost like Krakoa seriously is like, it's don't like, get out of here. You know what that <laughs> is? Belong. It ain't Krakoa. Well. It's Moira. Yeah. She's like, you can't find my secret hideout. <laughs> yeah, and she's like it would be easy for her to do that. Absolutely. No, you can't be here. Uh, I also wanted to point out because I called Nightcrawler Christian and it's already starting and there's going to be a 10,000 comments in this episode. Right. Christian is a catch-all phrase that refers to any Judeo-Christian mythology. So Catholics count as Christians. End of story. I'm a religion minor. <laughs> so yeah. Also you uh, can ask Ethan Hill. Yeah, you can also ask he Ethan Hill also point it out. He'll concur. Yeah. Catholics are Christians. Yep. It's just an expression that means any religion that believes in Jesus. Yeah. 
So yeah. Uh, I, anyway, I don't want to rag on this book too much. It's just kind of like, you know, the, the, but even the scene where Magic and she get together and it's like they're sisters practically. And it's just kind of like they hug for a second and then she's like, get away from me, my like well, the no, most important person in the well, universe. Then, I have to get, I have to, I have to give Shaw the kiss of death like Fredo. Like, right. Well, like, I mean, don't forget, like she has to have the Krakoa experience they all had the opportunity to have over a much yeah. longer period of time within like a few hours. Right. If that. Right. So it's like, I, I don't know, like, I'm more interested in a little bit of the intrigue within the Hellfire Club and the reason that she's not allowed on the island as that unfolds than her motivations for getting tattoos and revenge. Yes. I do like her working with Emma. Yeah, because, well, the problem but, is, like, it is very much a reveal of, like, the change of her character and being like, you know who's going to be definitely on board for killing Shaw, who didn't want him on the council in the first place, and is all about, like, killing people to get in your way? This person I've had a fundamental I, opposition with the entire time that that character's been on the X-Men. I think that it may, I mean, it could just be literally, I'm going to kill you physically, because it doesn't matter, though, because they'll just bring him back. Well, maybe they won't. I mean, like, all they have to do is be like, uh, the reality is, this is so dumb, because all Kitty has to do is go to Professor X and be like, Shaw killed me. Mm -hmm. And he's like, right on, we'll throw him in the pit with Sabretooth. Like, that's all you have to do. Yeah, yeah. And there's absolutely no, like, haven't we gained enough footholds using Shaw's, like, underworld context at this point to give people like you know anti alzheimer's drugs like have we figured it out yet do we need do we really need him for port facilities now haven't we already used it enough well, and introduced people to new people but if they if they do that like you know he'd have to go to trial and everything like that and yeah there'd be all sorts of other workings of, right to that but like the fact is what he has done is bad but like it like I don't know if it's on the same level as what some of the others like in Hellions have, have committed and they're not even in the pit. No, you know what I mean? so, that's like, true. No matter what, they'd have to bring him back. He might go down a little further on the list, but he'd have to come back. Maybe kill Shaw is less about that and more about like killing him in terms of like his business and like right, making this, a fool of him. Right. But I only had four, four well, letters I mean, to choose like, from. It's just you like, know Doug, it was like K-I-L-L-S-H Doug. Yes! Okay! <laughs> this is going to be dope! But it's like, it, it's just really forced. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I don't disagree with that <laughs> at all. I'm sorry. No, I, like, no, listen, no. like, like I, at all, like, I definitely like the ending really lost me. Um, yeah, but it really lost. Like this book already lost me, but when I read it, I was like, I hate this. Yeah, no, I, like, I this was like a check in with this book. Yeah, I have, I have not checked and in my check out as it. well. Yeah, <laughs> I'm done. Yeah, uh, but that's fine because there's like eight thousand X Men books I could read. There that are, are now the only reason that like I would pick this up again is when it falls back into the whole Ten of Swords. You know right. what I mean? Because it's like I am very much in on that. Yeah, unless it proves to be crappy, upon which I will not well, be. In don't on worry, it. you'll only have like twenty nine chapters to. To, to figure Listen, it out. I know. I know. I know. Yeah. But anyway, uh, not a recommendation. Uh, Eduardo Beltran says, or Beltran, Be Beltran. says, uh, watch the Batman Dan episode. It's my new favorite. That makes me very happy. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. It's I, I very really appreciate important. that. That book, um, regardless of how it makes you feel, that episode is really important to me in terms of opening up a dialogue. a dialogue about the subject, but also about the idea of discussing comics as art. Yeah. And no matter which way you feel about it, but just being able to like dive into some books a little more deeply that that's why that episodes hold like a lot of importance to me. Same. Uh, Angel Smith uh, says, Hey, Sal and Tiff loving this new, the show as always with the direction of Hickman's taking with the X-Men and what we've seen them do. How are we to, 
how close are we to a conflict between mutants and the larger Marvel universe? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't I, think we're going to get. No, one. I think it's going to be more an infighting and like a, like a self implosion. Yeah. Than it is going to be anything else. I think there's too many Omega level and like big thinkers on Krakoa. Yeah. For there to be worry, like too much worry from like out external forces. Like they're going to need to get their house in order. Yeah. I, before I, we even do that. And like as much as it's in order now, I think something is going to like explode from that. Yeah. The apocalypse I'm looking at you. Well, <laughs> what, I, what are you doing? Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think that since the secret, I think Hickman's heading towards a secret wars esque event that will be called age of apocalypse. Sure. And I, I think that when, which I'm just, I'm, I've just been calling it age of apocalypse, but when age of apocalypse happens, because, you know, Secret Wars is like, I'll oh, just use that old title. People love... The thing most X-Men fans love, Age yeah. of Apocalypse, it's, it, it was bombastic and massive, and it's like, it makes sense to, to play with that title. But, like, when Age of Apocalypse happens, I think that's going to be the closest thing to the Marvel Universe you're going to see, and it's going to be like, like Days of Future Past, where it's like, oh, look, Spider-Man has a gravestone. <laughs> I, anyway, X-Men. Right, right, Like, literally, right. like, yeah, here's, yeah. The, here's the Avengers graveyard. They put up a valiant fight, but, you know, they're Avengers. <laughs> they're not nearly as cool as we are. <laughs> Wink, who loves mutants? Yeah. Like, I think that's what you're going to get. Just, like, every X-Men event was yeah. just, like, forget about the Marvel Universe. Yeah. No, no. I, I, I am with you there. It's funny you mentioned Secret Wars or, like, just... Just using old titles? Yeah. Or, like, not even Secret Wars, but Secret War. Yeah. Like, like the idea of like having someone like Abigail Brand come in to be like a Nick Fury. Yeah, like, yeah, like, that's fun. I like I that don't too. Think that's what it's gonna go. But, yeah, like, maybe it's kind of fun. Uh, so <laughs> I think we're good. I think we're getting to the last book. No. No. Is there more? Oh, dude, I read. I read. Oh yeah, that's right. I read things. <laughs> I read things. Things were read by me. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. forgot to talk about last week's Justice League Dark. Oh yeah, and how's that, that book doing? That book's doing pretty good. Oh no! I gotta tell you, like I was, I was. I was. I'm, I'm not you were a little worried. I was lukewarm. Yeah. Um, on Ram V, Ram Five. Ram, Ram Five. I feel like I really need to like contact this person and be like, "Hi, what? Is it V or Five? How do I do this? Um, is it the Five is a V? I know. What do you want me to say with my mouth? Yeah. Um. And like, I was a little lukewarm on his storytelling as we transitioned from Tyne into his own stories, but this one really hooked me right back in. And I got to tell you, the art by. I am going to butcher this name, and I want to put out apologies right now for that one. Um, by Aman K. Nahulpan. Okay. The art's great. It mm. has such a vertigo feel Ooh. to it. Like, yeah. it's just stunning. It's really cool Like, stay looking. on this book, please. Yeah, it's dark and, like, fun, and, like, there's a lot of action happening. We're totally dealing with the Upside Down Man. We're making deals. We're, like we're getting the band back together in a way and like talk about like going back to the roots of like what this book was kind of built on. It was built on the idea of this force, the upside down man with Hecate, all of that. We are totally coming back around to all of these plot Yay. threads. We're even coming back around to some of the style of like fun layouts that we saw where like they're playing with panels, panels bursting apart, you know, like that, those panels, like essentially breaking that fourth wall or showing like the destruction of something. Yeah. Just cool, some really spectacular imagery with Swamp Thing. Yeah, using him now that he's back, like just huh. so great. Um, I just wanted to give a shout out to that. If you had fallen off of Justice League Dark and were just waiting for that Upside Down Man storyline to come back, it's back, baby. Yay! <laughs> That's so, awesome. um, also another book. I'm not going to really go into depth. That did come out last week, though. Mm -hmm. uh, Something is killing the children. Number ten came out. We're getting into that territory where it's hard for me to talk about this book and like tell you. Like, even, like, little parts of it without giving anything away. And, like, 
this book's strength comes in the storytelling and mystery unravel and horror, of course, um, that Tynan is giving us. As much as I love Batman, this is my favorite Tynan book right now. Is Something is Killing the Children. Yep. Um, we're still dealing with, like, parents, like, having to ID their children mm-hmm. in this post. And, like, there's just some really great dialogue right at the beginning about that and like you can feel it it's raw it's just it's just really well like depicted between like one of the officers and a mother Mm. it's just it's really solid yes um we're definitely getting some more in terms of uh erica's like whole like you know family the the lineage and all that Uh stuff and we also get some like really spectacular insight as to like what happens you know we've established the fact that it's like kids can see them and adults can't yes unless like Unless you are like gifted that ability to do so, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so what happens if like a child is killed and there are adults? What does it look like? Yeah, that kind of thing. And like you get that opportunity in here to explore that. Cool. That's literally all I'm going to say. Um, it just remains to be a solid book. If you're just looking for a solid ten issues of like a spooky story, we're coming up to October, people. This is the time when most people are like interested in grabbing some horror. Um. This is solid. It, it, it It's creepy and it's mystery. It It's just really well done. The art is fantastic. So yeah. just go get it. <laughs> go get it. Go, go, go get it. Yeah. I believe the first arc is at least in trade. Yes. Um. And then before we jump into our big thing, I actually read Web of Venom Wraith. Hey. Yay. They're bringing back Wraith. I uh, wish I didn't even know it was a bringing back. Me either. Well, until I was like, oh, yeah. Do you remember this character? I don't remember him, but I remember when he was invented because I was like, I don't, I, I'm so checked out on symbiotes. So like, I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not a big symbiote fan unless they're crossing over with um, Ghost, Ghost Rider. Rider. <laughs> that I'm not a fan. Um, but like, you know, I've checked in a little bit on what's been going on with Eddie and, and Venom, like here and there, you know, we've obviously discussed one of the bigger events that happened. We all know that Noel is coming. Um, I like Donny Cates. I like yeah, a lot of great. what he does. Um, I know a lot of people are starting to feel that like venom fatigue a little bit. By the way, not everyone. Some today is Donny Cates' birthday. Happy birthday! Happy birthday, Donny! Happy happy birthday! I know he's a big fan of the show. Of so course, so oh, hi. How are you doing? Thanks for watching. Love God Country. For sure. <laughs> by the way, that was you the book. <laughs> I know that was your book. Uh, that was, by the way, the book from this past week's discord book club which i can't believe i missed but i know i I spent my weekend prepping for something yes uh, (laughs) a big thing from the new york comic-con metaverse yes yeah we don't have a panel but uh one of us might be uh moderating moderating one one. and so like i we there was a a pre-record going on for that and so like unfortunately i couldn't be there and i hope you guys really enjoyed it maybe i'll check in and see how that all went but like most of my weekend was spent getting ready. <laughs> yeah. So when that happens, we'll launch it. We'll, we'll, t- we'll show it to you. Yeah, of course. Um, Wraith was written by Donny Cates with art by Villanova. There's a first name. Guyu? 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 I'm not Guyu? sure how to say it. Maybe it's Guyu. Art looks great. It's really cool. This story is a Western. Oh, A cool. Western in space. When you okay. get down to it. The lone gunslinger, you know, had to leave his family behind. Mm-hmm you know, cursed by like a, a symbiote essentially who eats his soul. I was like, this is almost like a sweet ass pitch for Ghost Rider. Yeah. <laughs> Made a bargain with the symbiote devil, basically. Yeah. And like, basically Wraith just wants to get some more information about what's, what, what what's happening with him, right? Okay. Like he basically, there's like, it's a really cool sequence at the beginning of like him being a vigilante of like saving an old woman, like he's Cree and all that, right? Um, and saving an old woman from being attacked um and like you know why like why am i doing this i shouldn't be doing this whatever I, i'm doing because it, it has to be done like that cool. kind of thing yeah and like you know 
literally, no one else like, will. literally a gunslinger kind of like, wha-pa, you know, here we go. <laughs> Inevitably, he, like, discovers, like, something in his, like, like, some writing that, you know, oh. looks like that, goes to touch it, like, realizes where he needs to go, goes to um, the Clintar. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Uh, where he has a vision of Eddie Brock. And um, then, like, you know, there's an explosion of the planet. The symbiotes are everywhere. Null is free. Yep. That kind of thing. And he's like, hey. And, like, Null's like, you seem familiar. Do I know you? What's the <laughs> s- 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 stuff with that? And he's just like, yeah. Like, you know, like, your, like, Exelon is in me. And he's like, oh, what, what the hell does that mean? Right. What, 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 is, what is that? And then, like, he puts it together. And he's like, oh, that area? Oh, that's right. I threw my trash experiments. Like, the symbiotes that didn't work. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're not cursed. You just have garbage. <laughs> you're not important. Okay. All right. Like, it's, just, it's actually kind of funny. Yeah. Like, what an ass What an asshole. Is. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's amazing. Good. Null should be a jackass. But, like, you know, like, he's like, okay, I'm getting some answers. And he still tries to have a gunslinger fight with him. And mm. he shoots at him. And, like, you know. Null's like, I'm God of Symbiote. Doesn't Give really me a break. work. He grabs him and then he just rips the symbiote off of him. Oh, he's like, there no. you go. I fixed it. There I cleaned you up. Now you'll die. Because, like, basically, he's had, like, immortality. Right. And, like, long life. Yeah. Because, like, you know, this, this symbiote's just been munching on his soul. Yeah. And he's like, so anyway, he adds him to his sword. And he's like, all right, cool. Peace. Yep. And, like, he's like, what was I doing? Oh, yeah, here we go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go have my event over here. <laughs> Goodbye. And he, like, leaves him in the vacuum of space. Mm-hmm. And then, like, essentially, like, he, like, is reminded of something from, like, his dad, I believe. Okay. Um, like and like <laughs> like this light shows up. It's something from his father's lap, it was. Um, and he's like he hears it and it's these lights and he's just like, Oh crap. So he's like, I have to go and like warn Eddie Brock. He uses this trial teleporter he has and he's like, Hopefully it doesn't rip me in two because like he has like one charge of it left, but like mm-hmm. if he goes too far it'll destroy him. So he goes to New York. Well, like Eddie's having a hot dog with his kid. Yeah. And like how like by the way, Eddie Brock doesn't like ketchup on his hot dog. Eddie Brock and I don't get along. Yeah. No. What? <laughs> I do. That's a very New Yorker. New Yorkers typically do not get ketchup on their hot dogs. It's mm. mustard. Oh, right. So. Well, I'm from Jersey. <laughs> so uh, he shows up and like, you know, Wraith or I think his name's Zach mm. uh, is like, hey, I have to warn you about something. Because like. He's like, is it no? And he immediately like venoms up. Right. And like venoms like, whoa, 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 whoa. This, this guy's okay. We know him. Yeah. We're kind of like, listen to him. Like, what does he have to say? And he's like, you know, I, I, I like something's coming for you. And he's like, oh yeah, is it, is it null? Right. And he's like, no, there's another. <gasps> and like, he says, it's a, as he fades away into nothing, he says, it's a God of light. Oh. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Donny Cage sure likes gods of stuff. Yeah. Whatevs. I'm down. All right. I'm, I'm down. Cool. So like, I did read that. I thought it was fun yeah. for me. Like, being on the like outskirts of what is happening with Venom right. and like Null and like having the like introduction of Silver Server Black yes. and then reading the other like you know Carnage series that had, yeah absolute had Carnage gone on. yeah oh the uh, well, yeah, yeah that, the Jerry but, like, Conway series but also yeah. the absolute Carnage like you know like the event that yeah. occurred and then reading this like that was cool because it actually hit on a few things that I understood and, and knew about and had some like you know context for context for this is clearly just setting up something that will end up happening and it's like you may or may not need to read this what I liked about it literally was the fact that it was a western yes it had like a western space feel to it we've obviously seen that type of thing in like Star Wars you know what I mean like that like you know showdown but definitely had like showdown style stuff going yeah. um it was fun it was five dollars 
but it was fun. Right. So I don't know if I recommend it for that price point, but if it is, if like, listen, if you're like all in on the, on Ben, then clearly you've probably already picked this up. But if you didn't and you're wondering about it and you like Western kind of things, maybe grab it. Um, cool. So there you go. That's <laughs> fair. Uh, Ozzy Albor says, do you think Marvel will try to bring back the original X-Men that were killed off at the beginning of Hawks and Pox? Um, I don't, I don't know. I think everybody's back, aren't they? I mean, except for Thunderbird. If you mean like the originals, like before they went through the pods. Oh, I mean, the fact is we're probably getting another lifetime. So I don't know. If that's what you mean by died. that. I don't, I'm not yeah, 100%. I don't know. Um, Julian Lozano says, uh, hey guys, love the show. been Hi. watching since I was 14. I'm 19 now. <gasps> Nice. Uh, so, Sal, what do you think of the recent Spidey arc? I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it too. I think it's fine. Uh, it's not blowing my mind, but I do enjoy it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like I'm, 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 I'm warming up to it. Yeah. How uh, how well do you think the reveal will be will sell? Uh, I think it's gonna it it's either gonna be great or a dud. Right, but I mean, in terms of like people picking it up. Oh no. You don't think it's going to make a difference? No, I, I think that the because Spencer's been spinning his wheels for like a year, yeah. any momentum that would have been bought from Spider-Man is See, gone. I thought that what it might do is like when people hear that it's going to finally be revealed, those who fell off the book might Are jump, jump back grab on. It. Yeah, that's fair. And like that might boost a little bit. But they bit. might also just be like, I'll just wait until it's over. Sure. Yeah. And then I'll watch one of the other channels tell me what the fuck happened. <laughs> Dambi900 says, I prefer Shazam or Super Boy Prime's appearance in Shazam a lot more than Death Metal. It was a rushed exper- appearance, though, with the fight and the ending, but I liked it. Superboy Prime, not Superman Prime. That's fair. Um, yeah, I I, uh, I liked, I mean, like, Johns knows what to do with Superboy Prime more than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, but I liked, when I talked to <laughs> Scott last time, he sold me on his interpretation of Superboy Prime. Like, I liked mm. the idea of him. Um, so I'm excited to see that. Because I've seen John's Superboy. I want to see what, what's, what Scott's doing with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rogelio Canella says, Missed the last couple of live shows, but I'm glad my schedule can fit you guys in again. And I can't wait for Three Jokers to finish and see Sal's reaction. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, welcome back to the show. Thanks so much for being able to join us uh, at our time slot. Um, and yeah, I can't wait for his Three Jokers too. We were hoping that at the very least, when two thirds of the Three Jokers is over, we can get somebody who worked on that book to talk a little bit about it and tease it up a little bit more. And I can get some behind the scenes info about like how that whole thing came about. I'd like to see that. Um, and I'm excited about it. I dug Three Jokers one for the most part. I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes. Issue two is going to be the make or, the make or break it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course, we're jumping into... Uh, De- Dark Knight's Death Metal Trinity Crisis number one or Dark Knight's Death Metal number three and a half. Uh, this, of course, is written by <laughs> Scott Snyder with art by Francis Manipal, and it is basically just d- depth to all the things that Snyder is going to be referencing that happened in the next issue. Mm. Uh, and yep. essentially, it's just the Trinity is like, the book's about us, team. Off we go. And they leave. And they're going to go each to a different crisis earth that is... <laughs> I don't understand this. Okay, so like, Perpetua creates three earths in which the crises are happening on all on, on each one. She's generating energy from those crises to use to like perpetuate herself. But like... How can you create something that creates energy that you need to survive? Do you understand? That's like a perpetual motion machine so, or like a cold fusion generator. It doesn't exist. Maybe my interpretation of this was incorrect. No, it's probably I, not. Uh, no, I, I assume that this wasn't... Because she 
doesn't create the dark multiverse. No. She creates the regular one. So yes. I thought they were the dark versions of oh they're crises no i thought those were perpetuas like th- oh it was no, basically I, the equivalent of like her like ge- her 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 generator i thought this was like literally it's it's worlds in which like the crises never ended yeah or that they are constantly happening or they didn't win or they weren't going no no, no to- it was like i think because no that the twist is that they i know don't win. What, that's why i didn't get the twist because i thought it was like the that, dark- that was what it was right because it's like they're i thought they were down there and that's like no because there are dark multiverse worlds in which crises happen right but they had to go through that they had to, they had to the, go through the dark multiverse to, to get, get there. to them so that's why i thought they were there and yeah. they had been created as like that like you know yeah i think it's just that there was like analog. the dark multiverse was a barrier between her going into like the place where those three earths no, I thought, exist I thought that's like the, the the batman who laughs i was like the joker yeah. the, batman the, who the laughs, darkest night the darkest night um is keeping them down there to feed her essentially yeah and like keeping them going so they're not destroyed no the well so like I legitimately think that they are from the dark multiverse. Okay. But that's just what I That, that doesn't was, make any Well, that doesn't make any goddamn sense. Well, neither does because your. <laughs> no, because there is a book called Tales of the Dark Multiverse: Infinite Crisis uh-huh. in which that ain't what's happening. Okay. So you mean there's a multiverse, a dark multiverse in which there's two infinite crises? Eat my ass. There's no way. Like that sucks. But anyway, no, I, I don't think they're dark. I think they're I think they're just Earths okay. where like the crises are happening because they don't call them dark Earth. The fact that I don't say it specifically means that it's probably not. I don't know. Whatever. Well, we'll think about this and we'll just keep. The book is Superman, this. Batman, Wonder Woman go to each Earth and oopsie daisy. What they ex- if <laughs> the book doesn't end with this issue. So what they expect doesn't happen. That's it. Like. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there's some really, really terrific art. Yeah, the art's awesome. The book is literally... I don't mean to interrupt you, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. The book is literally just Wonder Woman explaining what they're going to do, which is go to those three Earths to siphon the crisis energy from from the three crises that Snyder wants to reference, not the other crises that actually happened and would also generate crisis energy. So we got a final crisis Earth, an infinite crisis Earth, and a crisis on infinite Earth's Earth. Yeah. There's no way that would work just by virtue of the fact that those are stories that end. But whatever. So they are. So, oh, and the, the reason why we invented a dark side Batman in the first place, is because they create mother boxes that you can use to siphon dark uh, or well, they did in in the, crisis the, energy. They, they, they're not mother boxes. No, they're Alfred boxes. <laughs> but those are from uh, whatever the hell his name is. Yeah. Dark Father. Yeah. Uh, and that, and that's it. They're that just apocalypse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From apocalypse because that's where they that's where they ended up in the last issue. Yeah. Uh, so they and of course they grab Harley Quinn because she's important. And uh, so they go and they fight Dark ba- Dark Batman and they fight their way through. I, and... You know what's funny about that? Like them grabbing her. It, it is like a like hey yes like hey she don't is... forget a Harley Quinn. Well no, she's also like you know like the Trinity is like the pillars and like and Harley, Harley Quinn and Harley. Well, the, each of them but makes Harley's, money. Harley's also tied to like the Bat mythos fairly tightly so. yeah well we don't we don't bring dick into this and when i say that i mean grace <laughs> but we do bring a couple of characters that can absolutely die uh like jonah hex and swamp thing well theory jonah hex shouldn't have been able to die but you know oh, oh but robin king though uh i, I thought know. so before we even get into the story okay. i can talk about that francis manipole has some standout 
baller, amazing pages. No, for real. Like, look, I love Greg Capullo, but like, but like this, this is... was like, this was like weirdly a breath of fresh air for this. For Agreed. The art. Like, Agreed. I was just like, wow, this great. looks great. Greg Capullo's art is so great. I do love it, but it's like having a bunch of McFarlane action figures that are in fun poses. <laughs> this is like a beautiful story where you get like Swamp Things never looked better than in this except in that dark multiverse or in that in that just like dark book you showed me yeah where i was like oh he looks great in that yeah, but yeah, he yeah. looks great in this too and yeah, i love does. the depiction of swamp thing in this but the jonah hex sequence was some of the best stuff for good. me yeah, yeah yeah the death of jonah hex yes also the establishment that like harley and jonah have a little thing going on i don't know if they had a little thing I it's thought more like they he, like she it was fatherly kind of right like, and like she respects him yes like, like, which again, is like, like what i do like this too because it's like she admits like this feels like the suicide squad Big time. She's like, oh, we're just here because we can die. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, so they go and they fight their dark characters. And it, and and it's too bad because some of them are like fun. Again, they're all fun ideas. And I love that they all freaking names so that McFarlane can make action figures of them. Yeah. But like Cull was the big surprise for me. Yeah. Because I know, I, I know that Chiroptor. No, the Pearl. The Pearl was the one I was like, oh. Yeah. Um, I know that Scott thinks this one's gonna blow people's minds, and I was like, I don't care about that. But that null, but that cull though. Yeah. And I love the Ky Chiroptor. What? I At first, I thought it was chiropractor. Me too. And then it was like Bane, Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, but the arc was fun. Yeah, that was interesting. That was a great idea. Yeah. Everyone from Arkham is within me. Yep. That's a fun idea. Yeah, yeah. Composite Arkham, also known as the Ark cool some of these though like black we, monday bite me no when we see like uh the mind hunter i was like <laughs> how come you don't have a, a silly bat name for your name well i was like okay you're clearly the martian manhunter as batman how and then i was like i don't care you know what who cares like it That's went thing, from like, how to like i don't give a crap yeah, yeah yeah i don't give a crap i know you have a reason no or you don't i do want to say uh the pearl great name yeah <laughs> Good work. Uh, I guess, yeah. I thought that I was like, ah, oh, you got me. Um, and then, but anyway, so they, 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 they just leave. I love how every sequence is like the, 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 the heroes go someplace and then they come against a, a, a thing that would take the whole book to fight. And then they just, they just don't, they just leave and they go someplace else. And then they find Barbatos. And I was like, Barbatos forgot he was in this freaking book. Yeah. And he's like, Hey dickheads, I'm supposed to be in this, but I'm not meh. And then Superman's like, fuck you Barbatos and punches him in the face. Right. But Barbatos also retcons his, his reasoning from the last he time. He sure right? does. Like he was like, Oh no, 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 no. I'm not a dick. I was just showing you that you're all the dicks. Shut up Barbatos. <laughs> we all know what you meant. Don't retcon yourself. It's like, why not? See, Wonder Woman should have said that. She'd been like, I'll be the, be in charge of the retcons. <laughs> So they, so, but I like Superman punches him in the face and he's like, what? He was, maybe he'll escape. Uh, Robin King shows up to fight the Expendables mm -hmm. and, uh, and he's like, and he, and he, he does it again. And I don't know if it's like deliberately obnoxious or not, where he's like, hey, I have a special pouch for all of you. I'm like, you said that in the last book, man. Yeah. Is that your freaking call sign? Is that your I'm Batman? I have a pouch for everyone. <laughs> like when Todd makes a freaking figure of him, you're going to pull a string. He's like, I have a pouch for you. But anyway, so Robin King is like, I got, I got a, I got a necrotic bullet that kills Jonah Hex, whatever. He also reveals that in his world, like Harley Quinn was a doctor wanted to kill and him and came close to to getting him. And I liked that too. Yeah. Not just that. Oh no, go ahead. Just him being like, I don't need anything in my freaking belt. Well, he's for like, you. I didn't need something for you because I already killed you, and, right. I, and it, all it took was me hitting you. <laughs> 
You're just a crazy person, well, right? Well, she, maybe she wasn't then. No. Because if you think about it, he was young. Yeah, so yeah. So she would have been a young... Well, especially if there's no Joker in that world. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, no. She, he's just like, you were just a very... But the thing is, that's... See, that's why Snyder's not a hack. Because, like, there's, there's some... Because you th think about that kind of shit. Where it's like, Harley Quinn was affected by the Joker, but the fact that she went off the deep end to stop a young Bruce Wayne, Robin King, mm -hmm. means that she had the potential of crazy and all she needed was a dominant personality to affix herself to. Mm -hmm. And it's like, given the push, she will do, she will become criminally insane or she will become extreme. And it's yeah. like, that's cool. Like, that's smart. Good job. Like, you know what? I get it. And I like the fact that like, you know what? I'm not going to have Jonah Hex in that issue. Let's give him a beautiful ending. Yeah. I really like that too. Like, it's just, there's a lot of great stuff no, in here is. that if, if Francis Manipal didn't draw it, it probably wouldn't have been as wouldn't give it a shit. I'm, I'm going to. I found. I was desperately trying to find the speech bubble that explains this whole thing. Oh, thank you, please. And I got it. Yeah. Oh, when, am I wrong? Is it in the dark multiverse? Are they dark multiverse Earths? Yes and no. <laughs> it's what she's using to destroy our reality, and it's coming from the dark multiverse. The Batman who laughs created three stable worlds down there, where the major crises are continually happening. So the Batman who laughs made them. Okay. But they're not dark earths. They're just in the dark multiverse. Right. But like, they're con it's continually happening. So it's like, it's either in like some sort like of- Like a Mobius like, strip where it's like, we win and then- we, it, it, it just constantly keeps happening yeah. or just things- Change. Keep, keep changing to keep it happening. Right. Right, right. So yes. Cool. Um, so yeah, it is in the dark multiverse and okay. she didn't make it. So she's not a perpetual motion right. machine, even though her name's Perpetual. Yes. Uh- <laughs> I was really hoping Harley was going to take Jonah Hex's hat and wear it for the rest of the I series. I did too! And I'm very disappointed that it did not happen. No, she just grabs his uh, his bandana. Which is fine. But I don't know if she takes it. He crushes the hat. Yeah. Instead. Yeah, Robin King. So uh, each each hero goes to their respective Earths. Uh, I thought that was a fun idea because like, I love Batman showing up on Crisis on Infinite Earths and he's like, hey, Anti-Monitor, what's going on? And it's like, you didn't do anything in Christ and Infinite Earths. Like, literally, you didn't do anything except watch Flash melt, and you don't play a role in that book. So you don't, you, technically, you shouldn't even remember these characters. But he's like, hey, what up? I'm super important now. Listen, things, a lot's changed since 1986. I'm very important now. Uh, but that was a, like, the sequence, beautiful. I loved it. No, it's really. The whole world itself changes well, and becomes him. It's really like, brilliant to have him there because it is like a, this, like, very pure white world. And then you have this, like, dark, imposing figure there. And I'm yep. like, that's cool. It's just a really stunning image. Yes. Yeah. Uh, final crisis is where Superman goes. Again, I was like, missed opportunity because Superman plays a key role in Infinite in Crisis Infinite Earth, so and Batman dies in Final Crisis. So wouldn't it be fun to like to play? He doesn't really die, but he goes into the death of his life. But it's like, wouldn't that be fun to see Darkseid versus him? But whatever, right. because Darkseid has to fight Superman because Superman That's... is being infected by the yeah anti-life. So whatever. Uh, this into this version of uh, of Darkseid where he's got like lower horns or mammoth tusks. Yeah, Meh. fine. Nothing. Nothing exciting. It's too bad. He's got like long hair too. Yeah. It's like he's become like a high father. I'll bet it's Superman. It probably is. Uh, Even though that looks like Superman. I know. It won't be Superman. And then on Infinite Crisis, Wonder Woman arrives in her... <laughs> I feel like every time Wonder Woman goes anywhere with the rest of the heroes who all have their regular costumes, she must feel a little like... They don't have regular... Co Nobody has a regular costume. Batman's got like the trench coat. No, no. Those three all look like new action figures for this event. But when like, they're with the team on the previous issue, it's like, am I overdressed? 
I like it. I like it too, but it's just like, yeah. it's a lot. It just, it feels like you're saying something with your outfit. You know, it, it might, like, I love the skulls, shoulder pads, the pauldrons. No, yeah, they're dope. But like, wait, but are it's they like, pauldrons? No. The pauldrons. Epaulets? Yeah, I don't remember the difference. Whatever. But, they're shoulder uh, things. They're cool. The headpiece, like Shira, but like. Shira meets Barda. I was gonna say like 80 Shira. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 80 Shira, superior Shira, but like. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, essentially they reveal that like these on these earths now, yeah, something changed and they all won their crises. Yep. And the whole thing that was like motivating them to do this is Wonder Woman being like, "Don't forget, we won all these crises." So it's like, let's just go. And it's like, yeah, no, not single handedly. <laughs> yeah. Like you didn't. Ru- you, Batman doesn't even know how no, they win no. crisis editors. They're gonna. Be- <laughs> It's gonna, they're gonna be like, you know, like it's like, you know, they're gonna show up and be like, hey, I'm just gonna push you in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. Like, you, do you it. should totally call so and so. It doesn't matter because you're trash. You're, you're not even a real thing. I just need this energy. Yeah. <laughs> I, gotta get, I gotta get near people and then I can leave. I can leave this, this garbage world. You're right. <laughs> well, this fake world shouldn't even exist. I don't, I don't have any sort it of. It is pauldrons. It is pauldrons. Okay, cool. But, uh, <laughs> so, you know, oh no, they're fighting them. Uh, and uh, and then and then Superboy Prime is revealed to have won his infinite crisis Earth, which mm-hmm. is like, yeah, of course he did. That's he's like the primary villain. You want to talk story. about overdesigned? Well, he is, and he should be. But like, that's why it's okay for her to be in. Right? Life. She's like, okay, it's the battle of the overdesigned. But like, right? no, but, like, uh, no, he shows up, and it's just like, okay, like, no, hey, no. I have shoulder pads. I have pauldrons. You can't have as many things as me. Look at <laughs> <all> my tubes. <laughs> Look at all my tubes. <laughs> Uh, but I've got Superboy, a tube for you. <laughs> yeah, I've got a tube for you. I'm the, I'm the Superboy Prime King. But uh, Superboy Prime shows up at the end and he's like, I run this place. The thing that makes me wonder is like, is this Superboy Prime? Or is this Superboy Prime of this Earth? Oh. Is this this Earth Superboy Prime? Yeah. Or is this the Superboy Prime who's like, I came here. Right. Because I could like, I don't know, infect the multiverse somehow. Right. I don't know. Well, for me, what I took away from this is more like, if you were reading Metal and you didn't read this, what the hell is the next issue going to look like of Metal? It's going to look like this. It's going to like Superboy Prime is going to show up. But you know what and I mean? He's going Where to play a like, significant role in it. Apparently, this has some like actual like you know like I guess I'll have to sum it up. What happened? They are straight up going to have a. Ki- you know who'll do it? Sergeant Rock. Oh yeah! Like, hey, you pansies! I'm falling apart in every issue. How come he didn't come along? Because he's got to fall apart in the next issue. Like, because he's because he's the he's the narrative like bookend of each issue. <laughs> he's got to be like, hey, pansies, what's going on? So, what you might have missed was they're all on different Earths and stuff. And Superboy Prime's a character. Watch out. I guess. I mean, that's what's gonna happen. Yeah. But. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, and I, Hex is dead, and Hex is gone, and Swamp Thing has the power of the green again. He took, they, they killed it. They off. gave it to him, uh, which, which I thought was cool because that means the the Parliament, what was left of it, had the, the ability to realize that it was like, if we fix this, it won't matter that we're gone because we'll be back. Yes, which should be everyone's opinion when they're doing this. <laughs> like, well, I might as well just do a hail mary no matter what. Right, but. Don't forget the parliament like is not necessarily like a mortal like being like you know what I mean like yeah, they, no, they've lived longer and they have like a collective like consciousness so yeah. it's like well then they should remember crises <laughs> they should remember they they've been rebooted at least three times <laughs> they should have brought Swamp Thing then that's because true because he's like wait I know wait I remember these the parliament remembers there was like a there was a blade of grass over there that's all seriously all actually that'd be a really fun like holy shit moment where he's like I like each of these flowers is from a different crisis. <laughs> 
I'd be fine with that. That's Department of like, Flowers, though. It's like you see, like, a... Well, yeah, yeah they of, just they show another angle from each... Like, like, like the classic art from those crises. But, like, right? a tree or a flower. Yeah, or, like, you know, like, a person carrying, like, whatever, like, a plant home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, like, Superman, like, running, and he's, like, he crushes, like, a like a blade of grass. Yeah. And it's like, I remember. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but Superboy Prime is in this, and he's going to be an antagonist in the next story. And I, yeah. I, I don't think he's going to be a major player in this series. That despite... would be great if he was. If, like, if they were able to somehow pit him against the Darkest Knight, who's yeah. chasing down the Flashes. Mm -hmm. where... He's like, oh, no, you don't. I'm the one who's rewriting history. Right, here. where it's just like, hey, no, you need to understand. If the Darkest Knight claims his victory over the Flashes, he won't need these worlds anymore, and they will be destroyed, taking you with them. Yes. So, like, it would behoove you... To stop him. ...to help us. Yes. That would be cool. And, it like, with Williamson doing speed metal, that would make a lot of sense. Right. Because, like, it, a, cri it, a crisis is nothing without... Nowadays, Superboy Prime and the Flash. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, why yeah. not? I like that. That'd be fine. I don't know. But like this issue, I gotta tell you, like you know, all joking aside, um, the art was excellent, uh, and I, I didn't not like it. It wasn't like I was like, this book sucks and comics are garbage. It was just kind of like I'm like, okay. I mean, the reality is, this book is called Dark Knight's Death Metal Trinity Crisis. It's part one it's a one shot maybe that's like part three and a half of a six issue or whatever seven issue miniseries that literally doesn't show you any fun backgrounds because like everything's a stupid wasteland like mm -hmm. it, you're supposed to be like her her <laughs> the comics I, am i right like, yeah i mean like i but i can definitely feel why people might be disinterested in this because like it was it was a, it was an info dump and a half and yet at the same time didn't really seemingly do much no and so like i could i definitely get people's frustration I Absolutely. totally get it. You're talking to a kid who read Spider-Man. You know, <laughs> my 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 introduction to comic books, my love of my two favorite characters, and I'm a simp for doing it, is like Spider-Man and Batman, like the two most popular characters in history. Yeah. But like, they're both human beings who fight bad guys in an urban setting and have like families. Like, yeah. it's just about these dudes mm -hmm. who are like just trying to balance their lives and do the right thing. Yeah. And then it's like, and also this right, right, and it's right. like you, you know this is i'm not my brain ain't wired for this kind of shit and yet if i can find some kind of positive out of it it's like well then maybe you can too you know like, right but like i understand a lot of people who but are i get like, why you're frustrated i get why you're frustrated i get why a lot of people are kind of dumb with this like i completely understand well, because like dark knight's metal only just got like an oversized hardcover like a year ago and it's yeah. like and you're doing a sequel to it already yeah and, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You so know. It, and like people already are hearing like rumblings of like a mini event or something coming out there is yeah so it's like i think for a lot of people it's, it's just a lot right now it's a lot. and so like i understand folk who are totally in on this because they just love this world and they love unadulterated love of this kind right. of thing but i also get the other side as well like the people yeah. who are just like i've had enough yes. and like it's not for me and i don't like it yes. and like whatever it i think that every, like people can have these opinions about the, this book in particular and this series in particular because i think it it, it both sides are warranted right I, I think you're you're right no matter which way you feel but i gotta say <laughs> I, I should point out we have enough like continental divides between fandoms and between interests and it's like one of the things you should probably try and square in your head if you can you know if you have enough time balancing your life your family your bills and your comics and everything else like recognize that there is too much of a significant divide i'm a marvel person I'm a dc person i hate events i love events like it's a, like the world isn't meant to be black and white 
Mm. The world isn't meant to be, I love this, I hate this, and there's no room for nuance, and there's no room for acknowledging benefits and acknowledging blemishes, you know? Like, mm -hmm. you, can, you can not like this issue, but still like death metal. You could not like death metal, but still like this issue. Yeah. You could like a Moon Knight book, but not enjoy the Avengers book, or vice versa. And it's like, it doesn't, just because you say an opinion or you have a feeling about a book doesn't define you and your fandom. It doesn't right. make you like, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't hold you accountable mm -hmm. for having to stick to that yeah, at yeah, all yeah. times. Like you, you can be like, I didn't like that, but you know what? I kind of like this and it's okay to acknowledge it or yeah. to admit even to yourself. Like, you know, you, you don't need to like, you're not on camera talking about this kind of shit but even we on camera can acknowledge like i didn't like marauders but i dug the premise and yeah. like i you know I, I this issue is not for me but the art is so good i'm like you know what if it was drawn by somebody else i probably would have hated it but i didn't <laughs> so it elevates the work yeah. and i gotta acknowledge like those little moments for the characters and i'm like you know what snyder does like snyder earns his paycheck every week you right. know what i mean like he knows how to tell a story and how to get a character right like sympathetic or interesting and it's like he wants to tell these kinds of stories. Mm -hmm. Let him do it. And then eventually he'll tell a story you want to read too. Like, yeah. or, or he already has, you know, same with Mark Wade. You know, Mark Wade wrote a story <laughs> you love. He wrote a story you hate. And like, that's called art. Yeah. No, for sure. And I mean, like, I, I totally agree. I, I know. I, but like, and I, and I also. I just want to warn I, against no, 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 it's tribalism. I, I agree. I agree hundred percent. And for the people who are not digging on it, I also understand that there's another element to that sometimes. Cause it's like you spent money on this. Right. Yeah. If you feel built, that's fair. Like but I totally like, get it. Don't become like a, like a, you know, don't, don't make, don't tattoo how much you hate it on your, on your hands or yeah. your arm. What you should do is just don't buy it next time, mm -hmm. you know, or like, you know, but just vote with your wallet, not necessarily like create a movement out of it. Right. But also like, and like, this is hopefully, I, I know like both of us tend to have like strong opinions, this guy in particular. I am. Um, I do too. Um, we all have like very strong opinions. People wouldn't watch me if I was like, no, everything's no. cool. I know, I know, no, no, I know, I, I get that. What, what I'm trying to get at though is no, that yeah. like, you know, when you're having other discourses online with other folks, like just remember like they feel passionate about it like, as, too, like, as, yeah. as you do when they're coming up from a different angle than you are, you know what Naturally. I mean? And like, so it's not like one person's wrong or the other. It's not like they're telling you like two plus two is five. And it's like, is yeah, no, that's actually speaking? Exactly. Um, yeah, there's a difference between fact and opinion. It's subjective or and subjective objective. Yeah. Like, you know, so like yeah, right now, like, you know, we have these like two, like Empire just ended. Some and people, it was like, meh. Some people liked it. A lot of people are comparing. Most people I didn't even think hated it. They were just like, I don't know. I didn't yeah, read it. Yeah, they don't really care. Like whatever. But like some people are comparing one to the other. And it's like, it's easy oh, to do that. Oh, they're apples and oranges though. They really are. Um, and I'm not saying one's better than the other because I'm, I'm kind of just like. Uh, I don't have. I've got like I, this, I can't say that. <laughs> I've got this meh baseline kind of about both of them. Um, mm -hmm. But like, if you're passionate about it, like just embrace it and enjoy it. Don't try to convert others. Like, That's just right. Just enjoy it. And if you don't like it, don't try to tell everybody that they're wrong for liking it. Just That's fair. Let them enjoy it. You know? Uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. This book was a book. I'm not even going to recommend it or not. I can't, I can't either way. Uh, cool imagery yeah. in it, but like, just like a, like, like both right. of us read this book and like we're really trying to follow along with it and like both struggled with what they what the like actual what even goal, happened where are you going and where did these worlds come from but like we figured it out and we're there and like sometimes these conversations help yeah that's which is true. why we have our discord like literally like a, a place where you can go and have these conversations civilly please yeah doesn't mean you can't have an opinion that's just fair. means be cool to each mm -hmm. other uh brandon be excellent to each other i'm sorry we no, just watched true. bill and ted recently yes uh brandon santiago <laughs> if dc ever decides to de-age john kent how's about this teen john is making Matrix and real ones suck in cryo sleep. 
I like that idea. That's, <laughs> that's a really funny idea. Right? I'm 100% on board with that. Uh, you know, I tried to be your cousin. How about your son? Get the hell out of here. And then she becomes a villain. Uh, <laughs> Algie Try, thank you very much for your support. Really appreciate it. Um, let's see. Uh, just for me too. Black background giving me shades of Compap After Dark. I have no idea what you're talking about. What? Uh, but yeah, I liked it. I, I kind of just, I, we created this for something else yeah. and uh, I just kind of liked the, like the neutral background of it sometimes. I know, and it almost looks like sometimes I don't have arms. Yeah, yeah, they, they blend in. We don't have the infinite black, the infinite background, but this is just, these are just curtains from Walmart. Uh, Elder Goose 090 says, recently got Superman up in the sky thanks to back issues. Yay! Yes! That, I love that series. Uh, very delightful Superman story. Thank you. Uh, and happy birthday, Donny Kate. It's my birthday too. Happy birthday to oh, you, Elder birthday. Goose. Uh, nice. You should uh, you should shout him out if you can. Be like, yo, Donnie, we have to say, hey, birthday brother, what's going on, man? What's my where's my copy of uh, of, of Null's whatever event? <laughs> but yeah, uh, thank you very much. I'm I'm happy to see that. Hats Beetle, uh, hey, Compop just arrived. Uh, have you checked out Black Widow by Kelly Thompson? I'm a Black Widow fan and a Compop fan. Um, yes, yeah, we did. We, we chatted about it earlier. Um, so if you catch it on the replay, great. But if not, just know that we enjoyed the story. I thought the art was great and the coloring had a couple of missteps, but overall kind of a fun series. Yeah. It's on issue one. So can't really call it a series. Agreed. Uh, <laughs> oop, lost William. Hang on. Uh, William da, 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 da. Hacking. William Hacking says, was waiting for all of the death metal, but it almost sounds exhausting. Love the show. I mean, when it all, when you're able to sit down and read it all, you'll be fine. Like then you, it'll, it'll all a, reveal itself to you. And right, it'll be it, less overwhelming. It might be one of those books where it's like you read a bit and then you're like, I'm gonna put this down for right now. And I'll come back to it tomorrow. That's the thing. Just like, to like absorb. All, there's a lot. It's like I said, like it's a lot. It's like Schrodinger's comic. There's simultaneously a lot happening and like nothing happening. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, death insanity, uh, which feels like I'm going through. Uh, <laughs> I don't know your opinion on dead planet three. Also, it seems like kindred's plan was always to split Peter from his support. I love that idea. Uh, I think that's fine, and I think that's cool. Uh, so I'm okay with that. Um, and Which, Dead Planet Three. Oh, I was gonna say. Oh, good. Um, it's funny, like that you mentioned, like that in particular, splitting him from his support, because when you were talking about it earlier, like it almost sounds like a Batman style story. Yes. Yeah. Because and like and like the idea of splitting him from his like the Spider Family, yeah. like that's that, that very that, akin to that. Yeah, and it appeals to me because I think Spider Man shouldn't have a Spider Family. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I forgot that we... Uh, did we review Dead Planet 3? Uh, it's Dead... Yeah, Deceased, Dead Planet. We d uh, I don't know if you talked about it's it. It's great. Keep reading that book. That's it. I mean, like, I'll <laughs> we'll, maybe we'll get there. But, like, it's a great book. Mm -hmm. I really enjoy it. Uh, crazy stuff. More to come. Yeah. Just please write more. That's my note. <laughs> Carl Maxey. Hey, Silent Hill. What's the biggest Hi. comic book cop-out? <gasps> Pim Particles, Magic, I Am Batman, or the Speed Force? Speed Force. 100% Speed Force. You know, it's funny. I, I It's easy to say magic um, just because, but it's not used a lot to solve big problems. No, it's usually, it's, uh, usually you hear that they can't solve big problems with it. And that's kind of the cop out. Right. And it's, be, it's, but that's what's funny about it. I think it is because it is such a cop out when you don't have rules associated with it. Yeah. And when I say rules, it's like, listen, literally everywhere I'm looking right now, it's magic has a cost. Yes. Regina and Marvel, Justice League Dark doing the same thing. Magic has a cost. It has a cost, right? And you have to do that, right? Because why does magic work in games? Because there's a cost. There's a mana, a mana, sorry, <laughs> mana cost. I grew up saying the word mana because of Katana. I think it is mana. It genuinely is. Mana. It's just, it's just that it's fun to say because of Leroy. Mana. Um, it help me heal better. Have more but mana. like you have that. And then like, you know, in D&D, in &D, it's like you can only cast so many spells that you can't just do everything all the time. Yeah. 
And so like, I think writers tend to not like lean on it as a crutch because it could be something that's such a cop out. Exactly. But actually being used, for sure, I say the Speed Force. Ta- oh, anytime yeah. you can put time travel into it, it's a cop out. Yeah. Not necessarily if you use it cleverly, but it could be. Mm-hmm. It could be. That's the thing is it's too much of an yeah, opportunity. How fast can we run? Uh, Will I am Golden just wanted to say hi. Well, hello to you too. Will I am Golden. Let's jump into some recommendations for books that are coming out this week we think you should check out. Let's do it. Uh, there are quite a few. I'm very high, happy about that. I, like, yeah, this week felt light, so I was glad we had the last week's stuff because like we read so much and prepared for it and then we didn't get a chance to do it right but there's a ton coming out this week so like r.i.p our wallets people and yours yeah quite possibly because i'm recommending at least four books uh batman 99 yeah batman 99 from tyne and the fourth and jimenez nightwing's back they fixed it as we all predicted when they invented Rick Grayson, an idea that could only come from somebody who knows that they could just retcon it away. Uh, this is just, it, we're almost there. We're almost at the end of Joker War. And it's, I, I gotta tell you, uh, there's almost been a surprising amount of restraint for Joker War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's only gonna be six parts. Yeah. Not including any tie-ins or side things. Uh, it's funny because when you think about it, uh, what's it called? Thanks to Joker War, Tyne in the Fourth is invented clown hunter punchline <laughs> uh the designer yeah. and uh, i believe there's one more character he is inventing that will be like an action figure or a character in a gotham bo- show sure you know so like wow a, a, a true to form batman story that also invented like four brand new characters that said i f- i can i at least i feel like i can feel tynan's love of like the relationship of batman dick grayson and alfred yes like it feels like that's what like he really likes and like from just this cover and like this idea of calling him the first robin the final ally like yeah. just that like bringing batman back to that sensation not so that I'm... the other rob like listen like a lot of folk love tim drake a lot of people love jason todd of course barbara like damien um <laughs> you know what i mean like they all of his allies have like a a, a positive that they can bring to a story yep. and like bring in fans of the bat family but there is something to be said for me like and dick grayson yep. like being the first time that batman brought someone in like absolutely that. there's something cool about that I'm so on board yeah uh detective comics number 1027 <laughs> the like celebration of detective comics 27 the first appearance of batman right but a thousand issues later the thousand issue anniversary of the first appearance of batman uh which is going to be written by grant morris and scott snyder bendis fraction tomasi mm. rucka wolfman time on the fourth kelly sudeconic tom king mariko tamaki dan jurgens with art by riley rossimo ivan rice brad walker john Romita jr Chris Burnham, Emmanuel LaPacino, David Marquez, Walt Simonson, Ooh. Kevin Nolan, Dan Mora, <gasps> Eduardo Risso, Chip Zdarsky. Oh, sh- who also wrote it? Uh, <laughs> Joe Prado, Klaus Jansen, and so more, and so many more. Oh my God! Uh, oh, Tamara Bond villains in yes. there. Oh, she's gonna color Dan Moore. Yeah, 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 just fantastic. I can't wait. And of course, you got a Qbert cover. That cover. I was gonna say, like, I love this cover. Yeah, I really yeah, like it's it. The... It's like it's not the most kinetic thing we've ever seen there's actually like a certain static to it but like there's a lot of energy to it and mm-hmm. like it totally is just very like reminiscent of like the symbolism yeah behind it's batman. the bat going through the window and right but he's outside batman. in gotham like yeah. it's like you know it's symbolic of like the bat shattering through the window into what would become and exactly. like there it is so i can't wait to pick this up that's, that's cool. gonna be great uh x-men number 12 comes out it's just more just more x-men that's yeah, cool but it's also seemingly like hinting a little bit more on Araco. Yes, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, of course, we also have to check out The Immortal Hulk. The reason why I'm mentioning this is because there's a Zero issue coming. Uh, and it's, of course, written by Peter David and Al Ewing and Bill Mantlo with art by Mike Mignola, Adam Kubert, and Matea DeLuise. 
there is if you're thinking about checking out the immortal hulk i think this issue is going to have a bunch of reveals and surprises in it and so it's just like hey if you've had a lapse in reading i'm gonna check this out i think it's day you oh day yeah like it's eyes yeah as I opposed think, to l i don't know because the cover looks like it's that but yeah then, i think you're right so i don't know well We'll find out. Right. And of course, uh, straight from the pages of Doctor Doom, Christopher Cantwell's Iron Man is launching with some fire Alex Ross covers that I can't wait to see more of. Holy crap. Uh, Also, I really, really didn't enjoy the last Iron Man series. I tried to get into it. I just couldn't. Um, I'm excited to see where this goes. It's just, well, let's, let's see where it goes. Let's try it out. I, I was kind of lukewarm on Cantwell's uh, uh, book, uh, Doctor Doom, but I'm kind of interested in this. And with a reread, I was like, oh, I kind of dig it. Like, I kind of dig his Doctor Doom now. I get mm-hmm. it. I get it. I understand. So that's cool. Um, so those are th- th- those are my recommendations. What about you? Um. Okay. Sorry. Uh... Okay, so actually, I was going to start down here. Okay. Yeah, where am I going to start? Um, next week, Chip Zdarsky is launching another indie book called Stillwater. That's awesome. With art by Mike Spicer. Uh, I'm in. I think Mike Spicer was the colorist on Dead Earth. Oh. So I think he's the co- I think Zdarsky's okay. writing and drawing it. Well, it's just uh, this one. I know it says art by Mike Spicer, but I wanted to mention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spicer's a great colorist, as you know. <laughs> um, I, you know, it's it's a it's a story. It seemingly there's a horror story. You look at that cover; it says it's a horror story. Uh, nobody dies in the town of Stillwater. I love stories about towns. <laughs> yeah, crazy towns that crazy are kind of spooky. Crazy towns that you don't want to go to. Usually, they start with an S for some reason. Like I'm in. I, yeah. I don't know what it is, but like I'm down. I I trust Chip. I trust you, Chip. Yeah. I know you're watching too. <laughs> Big fan of the show. <laughs> uh, you know, along with those giant size X-Men, I'm going to throw this out there. The giant size X-Men's tend to be a little more expensive. I'm yes. going to recommend it, but don't, if you can't, if it's not in the budget for the week, because there's a lot coming out, don't, don't grab it. Especially if you're not a big fan of Storm, and I am. <laughs> so I'm going to pick up giant X-Men uh, Storm number one, written by Jonathan Hickman, hey. with art by Russell Dowderman, oh. who did... The what was it Jean, Jean Grey. Grey one? So I'm like I'm gonna check that Jean Grey Emma Frost kind of story. Yes. So like I'm excited. I'm I'm gonna check this out. I like Storm quite a bit. Um. So totally looking forward to more of that. Yeah. Oh, uh, once in future uh, number eleven. Need I say more? Written by Karen Gillan. I will anyway. With art by Dan Mora. Dan Mora is knocking it out of the park. Getting a lot of eyes on him. Yep. Um. He's just such a great artist. I'm sad. That he's getting so much attention in a way. Yeah, <laughs> he belongs to the world. You I can't know. keep him to yourself. I, it's like it's like it's like a baby bird in a nest. Don't go. Did you see those crazy covers he did, or those that that, those, that concept art he did of like the Bat Family if they were Power Rangers? No. Well, it's not Power Rangers. It's like whatever that like super sentai super sentai bat family so like he had he redesigned the every member of the bat family in like this stark white image but like with them against it and just like and they're oh all right just so cool uh excalibur number 12 is coming out uh what a great cover (laughs) i kind of dig it i dig it i dig it a lot it's like chess upon chess yeah what i dig about this is like i think i can't remember if it's 12 or 13 is leading to X of Swords. This probably has to do with it. Um, the cover is Saturnine playing chess with the X-Men, but above her is Apocalypse's hand and she herself is on a chessboard. 
just, I'm in, I'm in. And like, because I have been reading Excalibur and I do like it. I know it's not for everybody, but I really like it. And I'm excited for 10 of swords. I'm definitely picking this one up just to, to make sure I'm keeping up with Look where the variant was just go. Oh crap. That, that that's a, this is the sexy variant, <laughs> the sexy variant. Um, it's story by Jonathan Hickman, uh, written by Teeny Howard, uh, with art by Marcus toe. We've been seeing a lot of like Hickman Howard kind of like crossover and working together. Yes. Um, so yeah. I'm going to give a quick little shout out um, just to Bloodshot. Just hi. Hello. Just if you Hey, haven't... you're still coming out. Good. Yeah. Uh, written by uh, Tim Seeley. Bloodshot number eight is coming out. It continues to be an action packed book art by Mark Lamning. Um, I believe they've changed artists. Yes. Um, I had an opportunity to see another artist who's coming up in their. I, actually, I thought it was number eight that yeah. it was going to be on. So... No, it's. Uh, I have it written right here. It's 10 and 12. Is it? Yeah. Oh, well, that's for then. Mm -hmm. But, like, I think he's on... I thought he was on eight. This is saying it's not. Right. But if it... I, I would love to be able to see inside. I know I can't look in, in on the interiors. There's an <clears throat> artist uh, who had, like, a little guest feature and maybe coming up again named um, Pedro Andrio. Yes. And it's, his art is not necessarily what you had been seeing in the earlier parts of Bloodshot. I really dig it, though. There's something really cool about it like yeah. it has like a really like comic booky feel i said it had like not that it, like it looks like bagley's art but you know bagley is such a distinct style it's like once you see it you're like i know who that artist yeah is. he has a very distinct style but it has like almost like some like eastern influences is in a way like mm -hmm. i'm not saying manga but no, it doesn't I, look like a manga book doesn't look like a manga book at all but like that like really like slick sort of art even though it seemingly is like un like it's those enhanced pencils yep. looking I dig it, so I'm just going to give a shout-out to Bloodshot. Hey, remember Conan Battle for the Serpent Crown? Still going on, still written by Saladin Ahmed with art by Luke Ross. Uh, that number five is coming out. It's, Yay, it's, Luke Ross. It's, it's Conan and Mephisto. What? Why not? Fine. And then I'm just going to check this out. I honestly don't know anything about it. It just kind of seems... Oh, the cover is just unbelievable. The, the cover is incredible, and like, that is almost enough for the price of admission, which is still $5, but it's a 40-page book. <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to uh, buy it. X-Men so Marvel Snapshots number one. Um, showcasing the greatest characters of the eyes of ordinary people. Or does it? In this case, the ordinary people is teenage Scott Summers uh, witnessing is the dawn of Marvel age from Nebraska. So, okay, like it's his interpretation of seeing the Fantastic Four, Hulk, Iron Man, and, and others. Oh, cool. Seemingly. Uh, written by Jay Edidin. Mm-hmm. With art by Tom Riley. Um, oh. Yeah, I'm I'm going to pick it up because I'm like kind of in on the whole on that. Marvel thing. Cool. Or X-Men thing right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, there you have it, everybody. If you mm -hmm. haven't already, you should definitely go to twitch.tv slash comic pop yeah. and follow so you get updates on Tuesdays and Sundays when this uh, young, young and lovely mm -hmm. and talented person plays video games. In particular, Marvel's Avengers. Yeah, I don't know how talented I am at that, but we can make Hulk jump around a lot. Yeah, and, uh, and, you, and I think you have a good eye for which skins to use for the characters. Really helps. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so check that out, of course, if you want to help us out. The best way to do so is to subscribe to this channel and give us a like if you have a chance. Uh, we really appreciate it. If not, uh, we'll see you guys next week with an all-new episode. Of course, stay tuned tomorrow. I wanted to mention this because I'm going to say it at the top of the show, tomorrow's Elseworlds Exchange is going to be pre-recorded because Jason Aaron has come to the channel, and I talked to Jason Aaron for about an hour. Uh, if you want to see more interviews, uh, number one, 
go back and watch the Joshua Williams and Chip Zdarsky team up episode that we just did about a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but more importantly, be here tomorrow to watch uh, Jason Aaron weigh in on his experience and his writing and and uh, teases some things to come. And maybe there was a series that I really loved of his from like 10 years ago that might be coming back around the mountain to inform some yeah. of the new stuff that's coming around. I'm like really, really jealous. But uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I We talked about it. I, I don't know. It's not in the episode, but you should have been in that episode. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm planning another one that you'll hopefully be headlining in the future. I'm really looking forward to it. But uh, check that out. If you get a chance tomorrow, please do. It would help us out a lot. Because yeah, I yeah. like to keep doing these interviews. And uh, you'll learn a thing or two while yeah. also be entertained. No, no it, it gives you a lot of insight. But like also a lot of the creators, they're just cool people. That's the thing is that you get to find. And the thing is, like, maybe it gives you an, an opportunity where you're like, I loved something they they did. I hate the other thing that they did. Yeah. But getting to know them informs the work, gives you another opportunity to like explore it again. And maybe it gives you an opportunity to like kind of like give us some allowances. Right. But also it might give you a chance if and when we ever get back to regular conventions, if you run into them, maybe you learn something from there you can bring up. Yeah. Like a little icebreaker. Yeah, create a genuine experience with them. <laughs> uh, Grayson Red says, you do you, King. We'll do, Grayson. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's you. Yeah, well, thank you. Getting, getting Aaron. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was nice. But uh, that's it. So thank you very much. And we'll see you guys next week. Thanks a lot. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.